Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening to this, and welcome to the Weebly Comic Podcast, a podcast where every week we talk about anime, manga, comic book movies, and the latest entertainment news. I'm Diego, also known as Wrath, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Brennan. What up, y'all? And Star Psycho, aka Adrian. What's up, whores? <laughs> and this week, our news is a little more Marvel-focused than normal, because... Oddly enough, there's literally like no anime related news whatsoever. So aside from us covering the newest episodes of Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer, as well as talking a little bit about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen One Piece, we will be talking about Marvel focused topics for the most part of the podcast i think i'm not really sure but what i am sure about is that there is always going to be time codes in the description as well as links to all of our socials my youtube channels adrian's twitch brennan's popstagram there we go say it with confidence and without a (laughs) and without further ado let's get right into the news all right keemstar All right, so first off, I think that we should probably talk about the thing that we're definitely not going to have anything to say about, which is um, if you read Rent-A-Girlfriend, there is a new, the, the creator is starting a new manga talking about a, or focusing on, not talking about, focusing on a forbidden romance between seven siblings, and that is starting on February 25th. What? <sighs> Why? <laughs> Can I just ask why? He's trying something new, bruh. Do you hate him? Like, but why do they gotta be siblings? Uh, you know, you it don't know where look. the you don't know where it's going. You don't know what what the deal is. Relax. Look, I'm a this I'm a, a okay. Thing they like. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this grace. I'm gonna give I'm a I'm a I'm gonna try to. I'm going to make the healthy assumption that the main character who is having this forbidden romance thing with seven siblings is not related to the seven siblings <laughs> because otherwise this man got some explaining to do <laughs> i don't think i think it's just cut and dry he's trying to fuck his sisters <laughs> homie, homie, a freak. homie is a freak up. hold on i got i have the the picture of the manga cover let me count how many girls are in here Oh no, there's only six. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, seven siblings counting him. God. <laughs> Step, bro. I don't what remember. are you doing? This is not even. St- it be- they actually, you know what? If they're step siblings, I'll feel so much better about that. Because. <laughs> It'll be weird. Look, bro. It's I, already kind of sus as it is with yeah, the title. Well. I I won't be surprised because I don't know if and like either of you have heard anything, but apparently Rent a Girlfriend has been fucking wildin' lately with just the weird ass shit that's going on in it. So Define the weird stuff that's happening. Okay, right. so on Twitter because it's a define weird <laughs> on Twitter, um because I don't read Rent a Girlfriend. Um I I may or may not start reading it though. But on Twitter, I read that, like, the latest chapter, I think, like, two weeks ago, Homeboy was just getting bricked up thinking about his girlfriend, like, getting fucked by somebody else. Oh, so he's a cut. Yeah, literally. Like, the the tweet was just talking about how he's, like, into being cucked, and I'm like... Adrian's into that, too. Well, and I'm like... (laughs) 
but I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because like, I've heard a lot of things about Rent a Girlfriend, but none of it was like anything in the vein of what that is. So that's part, like part of why I want to read it. Because I'm like, how do you go from like, I w- I wouldn't say wholesome, but like from point A to point B, basically. Because you walk. <laughs> All right, bro. You said regular sex ain't <laughs> no more. I'm trying to see my girl get fucked. <laughs> He trying to see that BBC tear that pussy up, you know what I oh mean? Oh my god. <laughs> hey, Adrian. Jeez, bro. Are Look, you we good, are bro? A, we are a PG-13 podcast, okay? I was about to say, you better not stop at PG. <laughs> you know, that ain't true. Yeah, with the amount that we all f- cuss, Man, there ain't great. no way this is going to be PG. He's trying to have a little brother in me, Black. Um, seduces girlfriend in various ways where it gets very hard in, in the um, more exterior area. If any of this makes it after I decide to edit it, I am so sorry. He's Boy, usually yeah, these are TikToks, but we're it, it's it's not usually like this. I promise. It uh, is when we're off podcast. Yeah, if, <laughs> but on podcast. <laughs> Okay, See, moving it. on. No, nope, nope. I'm not even letting you talk. We're moving on. All right. So, Jujutsu Kaisen movie uh, zero move. God, Adrian, mm. you fucked me up. I'm not gonna lie. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> God. All right. Jujutsu Kaisen zero, the movie about volume zero. There will be some 4D screenings in select theaters after it comes out. I don't know for how long. I don't know what for what theaters. But all I know is that, you know, it's going to be 4D. So that means that there's probably going to be some, like, wind blowing in your face in certain scenes as, along with, like, oh, I don't even know what else. Because, like, the, the, I've only seen a 4D movie once and, like, I forget what movie it was for, but like I got like rain on me and like wind and just it was a weird Adrian's experience. Adrian's hoping to smell Maki. I, look, you need Can to chill. Win? If you want to hear what just transpired, make sure to go te- check out our TikTok oh, within the next few days. God. Because dear God, yeah, um, I got a headache. This is this yeah. is you with a headache. That's crazy. A little bit, but you know. <laughs> On some wholesomeness, I'm trying to see some Black Flash action. I'm trying to hear Yuta hit me with the Black Flash and actually feel that shit so I He's... die. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was literally just about to say that. I was like, this man wants a sword thrusted through him when he hits the Black Flash. Damn right. What kind of sword are we talking? Because we all know Adrian be rolling that way right now. <laughs> I do not roll with the meat. Sticks, you know. <laughs> I roll with the uh, hot. Ooh, I got my tech tech in my pocket, bro. But <laughs> nah, listen. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, bro. I don't know how y'all feel about 4D movies, but I'm not rocking. Sometimes, with it. yeah, I'm not. I'm like, not rocking with it. You know, sometimes I'd be feeling the water. I'm like, God damn, what the hell? Like, nah. It, Plus, it, I'm like, nah. I'm like, I gotta wear some clothes that I'm like okay with getting, you know, wet or whatever, and like. It's just a hassle, bro. Like, you don't know what kind of water they be spitting on you. Nah, like, like it, it's like just... <laughs> nah, like, I don't... I just want to see the movie, bro. I'll go in, like, I'll go in, like, IMAX, so it's, like, super loud, and you know, or, like, Dolby, you it, know? That, bro, that's there better be a fucking Dolby screening. 
I swear to it's God. It's either going to be Dolby or the IMAX. It, I think it's usually like Sword Art Online. It's usually IMAX, I think. Yeah. I just um, hope there's a Dolby screening. That would that would make my listen, day. bro. February needs to like you know speed run through itself so that we can get to March and watch this goddamn movie because yeah. I keep I seeing it, the stills. I thought and it I'm came like, out in February. Oh, no, no. in March, March sixteenth, twenty third. No, no, eighteenth, eighteenth. Yeah, eighteenth. There we go. But like, I keep seeing the stills, and I'm just like, bruh, stop I teasing mean, me, bro. To be honest, I've already been not spoiled. right. I just already read the manga for it, so that's why. Wait, so and... does that mean then that this like 4D thing will only be in Japan? I don't know if probably. It's be Japan, but and why the fuck any... are we even talking, bruh? I don't care. Speaking of cool. things that only take place in Japan, shut the fuck up, Adrian. Zoro's statue <laughs> has been unveiled in Japan, my guy. And um, if you didn't know, actually, because this is we we on some wholesome some wholesome stuff with this one. So, As you just told her to shut the fuck up. Listen, I'm sick and tired of Adrian right now. He be derailing us too much. I gotta cut out. I gotta cut out so much shit because of him. It's this is why I'm talking to him like this. All right. <laughs> so I don't remember when this happened, but basically. Um, there's been a bunch of statues that have been put up of all of the straw hats, and actually Zoro is the last straw hat of like the you know the main straw hat I should say that has gotten a statue. But all of this happened because there have been two really devastating earthquakes that hit uh, Kumamoto Town, which is uh, the the hometown of Oda, the uh, mangaka for One Piece, and he gave. 800 million i'm assuming yen God damn. to the the like the city to rebuild and of God course damn. with all of that money they were extremely grateful and decided to put up all of the straw hats and like i said um luffy was first revealed back in 2018 i think and then he was followed by sanji and then usopp and i don't remember the the order of the rest but zoro's the final one of like the main crew to have been put up. But while I was looking at this and trying to trying to get the dates, I also saw that supposedly or not supposedly, but when Nami was uh like revealed, they announced that Jinbei would also be getting his own statue, which will be unveiled later this year in July. But just the fact that like eight hundred million, bro. Bruh. Bruh, you're on that. I'm on and- how did Usopp <clears throat> and Nami get a statue before because they're part of the Straw Hat crew. Oh, before yeah. them. To be honest, yeah. the fact that Zoro is after everybody is really surprising to me. I don't know if he there was, the was like a rhyme hat. or reason. That's what I'm saying though. Like, like Luffy <laughs> really being the first one, obviously that makes sense. And like me personally, I would have expected it to be in the order that the Straw Hats joined. But mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, actually. Brooke was immediately after Usopp. So, interesting. Yeah, my like, boy Brooke deserves it, bro. bro. <laughs> just saying. So I'm not really, I'm not really games. sure if there was like a rhyme or reason, but I just think that it's really interesting that Zoro of all of them would be the last one. Maybe because he's one of like he's like the second most popular, I think, beside be- behind uh, Luffy. So maybe they were like, let's just let the hype build up or something. Hmm. It's interesting. But... I'm just hoping. I, don't know. I would, I would assume they would have done the the monster trio first. Yeah, I would have thought so too. I'm just hoping that 
um, you know, since Jinbei is getting his own statue, and there's a bunch of rumors that Yamato might also become a straw hat, I'm just hoping that maybe Yamato will get her own statue as well. You just want to go see her titties. Look. Them bronze bitties. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I personally, before I die, want to go there and go see each of the statues. But that's not why. I just think Yamato's a dope character. And Bro, she got imagine some a really Weebly good... comic podcast trip to Tokyo. That'd be sick. That'd be crazy. That'd be sick. But, um... Aside from that, that's literally all of the news, really. Aside from the first eight chapters of Stone Ocean hit Crunchyroll this week. I don't know why they only did the first eight, but... Like, manga-wise, or...? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I I read through all of it, and it literally stops, I think, like, in the middle of episode three, which I thought was really weird. Oh no! They I always mean, release JoJo or JoJo manga and Shonen Jump like, at like a very in like, like slow pace. yeah, like slowly and in like chunks. Yeah, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Binge read, my guy. Netflix series. You can't. Part? You can't binge read with eight chapters, especially since there's twelve episodes, and the eight chapters stops in the middle of like the third or fourth episode. <laughs> I just want to. That's fine. I don't know what they're doing with it, but it's a crime we don't know. For real. <laughs> um, But yeah, as I was saying, that's all of the news that we have pertaining to anime for uh, this week. So let's just dive straight in with... Oh, wait. Actually, there's one more piece of news I completely forgot about because I skipped it on purpose. Um, So Attack on Titan is confirmed to be ending on March 27th. And... um. Of course, you know, we all pretty much expected it to be roughly 12 episodes, but it is confirmed to be exactly 12 episodes. And with it being confirmed to be 12 episodes, there's also an increased amount of speculation that that rumored movie we've been talking about is definitely looking like it's going to happen. So how do you feel about being wrong, Adrian? (laughs) Mad as hell, because... We about we about I mean, to wait three years for this goddamn movie. <laughs> yes, for, I just I just want to see it all animated, Bro, man. I want to see the people who were mad at the ending have the anime people who are casual watchers have their own opinions on the fucking ending. But no, we're gonna have to wait fucking two to three years for this shit to come out. <sighs> I'm so upset that Jay couldn't be here. R.I.P. the homie. He's sick. Um, because I feel like he would kill for this this piece of news and to be able to say anything but unfortunately he died um r.i.p but anyways moving on <laughs> bro hold on hold on hold on what all i'm saying bro is these mappa employees they must like eat sleep and breathe at the goddamn animation studio i'm pretty cause... sure that like all of them live <laughs> inside of the mappa studio Bruh, not like like, wouldn't doubt it. Cause the other piece of news I sent this week is that I don't know if it's confirmed or if it's a rumor, but apparently Mappa picked up to do the anime adaptation of Solo Leveling. Oh yeah, I forgot. and wow, that makes me so happy because Solo Leveling, like the artwork in the mangas and stuff or manwas, I don't, I, I listen, I'm, I'm confused about that. I'll be honest, whatever. But the artwork in those are already like colored and. Like, they're beautiful. Like, they are such good artwork. So, like, 
it can't just have this doo-doo like animation so it needs to be like you know picked up by someone good or like whoever picks it up needs to do their like do it justice yeah and like of course i'm happy to see that it would be mappa because like you everyone trusts mappa like if it gets picked up by mappa you know you get in like some top tier animation but like bro chainsaw man attack on titan jujutsu kaisen and then uh, and then well i think they got spy family too yeah Bruh. they do no, Mad fan, or, no is it wit that has spy family that's wit okay oh well either way there's another one i think they're studios bro but like dude like honestly i would have been happy if like ufotable the um animation studio for demon slayer would have picked them up like i would have been happy with that even like just to give freaking mappa employees a break because <laughs> but i'm also like maybe they just got hella workers that can cycle through it because think about it, they have some of the top animes out right now yeah and chainsaw man's gonna skyrocket to probably one of the top animes i mean i'm only like 20 something chapters in and i'm already like all right this is kind of fire we'll talk about oh, yeah. that later um but uh like you know they must be raking in some good amount of money to where they could probably like take care of their employees and get a bunch of employees to be able to handle the load at least i would hope so yeah i hope but, so too like, like you know they deserve the world for the stuff they're producing at this moment bro like god damn it, oh my god and they got hell's paradise oh yeah yeah bruh. yeah 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 bruh that's i knew we were missing one but like bro that like that's insane. And honestly, like, shout out to MAPPA. Please, I hope to God you guys are treating your employees right. I hope they're all doing good. They're all healthy, you know, like, because bless their hearts. They got hella work to be doing, but they're making all of it worth watching and absolutely gorgeous. So yeah, bro. that's my piece about the Attack on Titan movie. It wasn't really about the movie. It was about MAPPA. The movie, <laughs> if they do the movie kind of fuck you because that's kind of messed up we've already been waiting hella long for attack on titan but i mean what i hope they do is they end it i mean i just what i would rather or what i would hope for them to do is like do an ending for the anime and then the movie is like a maybe like a separate ending since uh, attack on titan is kind of rumored to be a multiple like timeline running thing um, I don't know if you guys have heard about that theory. I, have, I think yeah. that'd be cool, and I and I would be okay with a movie at that point. But like, I don't know. See, my it's only just a lot. my only thing is is that like, if there is like an, a quote unquote anime only ending, then that would be kind of fucked because like, you know, at this point, the first what two episodes were only like a chapter a piece, and this episode was like what one and a half chapters or something. Half. It was half a chapter. No, it's yep. one and a half. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, I, I just, <clears throat> I, I, like, from my understanding of what like all of the manga readers that I know have been saying is that like you know they can't do everything that's left in twelve episodes, especially at this point. So they would have to cut a bunch of shit or speed run through a bunch of shit to get you know an ending for episode 12. So I just, I just hope that there isn't an, like an, a quote unquote anime only ending for episode 12. And then like, you know, they do the final arc for the movie. Cause that's what it, the I, rumor is, is that that final arc is going to be the whole movie. 
I kind of, like, I like the idea that the manga and the anime are, like, two different running timelines and stuff like that. Um, I personally, like, my take on this is it would encourage the people who are anime only to at least read, like, the ending of the manga. Yeah. And that could open up their love for manga. Because while animes are great, I do think mangas deserve the love. Because as we've seen with multiple different series, the At artwork, Tokyo. like, and Tokyo, but like, no, not, not even just that, just like the difference in scenes between the manga and the actual anime, since they have to like censor certain things. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, this episode of Attack like, on Titan, which we will talk about, is like a perfect example because there is this one portion of the episode that is completely different from like the manga. But continue. But like, you know, and, you know, it's a lot like Bleach, too. I think um, they censor a lot of the stuff that happens in Bleach, like the anime. They make it kind of not as gruesome. Um, And it's just like, like, for example, I'm kind of worried about Chainsaw Man. Again, I'm only 20 chapters in and it's like it's gruesome. Um, The I mean, just the idea of what Denji is, is gruesome. So seeing that kind of censored i'll be i'll be fine because i've read the manga so i got to enjoy the actual like art and like what it was meant to be not like the censored version but like i said like even one piece is a really good example uh like you told me with whitebeard when spoilers alert you know just in case someone's watching through it uh you might want to skip this next like 20 30 seconds i'll try to talk fast so it's not too much but the scene where Whitebeard is like standing there and uh and Marine Ford. Yeah. You told me like half his face is like kind of gone. On. Yeah. But yeah, but in the anime, he just has like a black hole, I think, in the middle of his stomach or something like that. Not even and it's that. Just not... he, like like what he loses a part of his mustache. Yeah, he loses that. just yeah. a part of his mustache, and that's like it. Yeah. And so, you know, I think sometimes it's good to look at the original things and, like, see the original source and what it was meant to be like. Because, you know, you think of One Piece and you're like, it's it's brutal, but it's not, like, that gruesome. But then you look at the manga and you're like, damn. Yeah. Shit ain't sweet. Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I just, I think more people should give manga a chance. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I don't read. It's like, dude, you don't have to like reading to pick up the manga and be like, wow, this is like, this is dope. Like, this is sick. You know, I'm not, I'm one of those people. I don't really like reading, but I keep up with manga constantly. Like I'm reading multiple right now. I just picked up another one, you know, and I would have never expect to like genuinely want to read manga, Whoa. but after being able to experience it, it's, it's just so nice. So for me, given the type of manga that, chainsaw man is i don't i'm not really worried about it being censored because you know there's plenty of like horror animes that are very gruesome and personally i think that chainsaw man fits in more of like a horror genre than anything else because you know there's a lot of body horror there's a lot of like just really gruesome and fucked up things so what adrian I would say it's like the safest from for like it's like it is like borderline horror aesthetics, but it's like this very like 
like closest thing Shonen Jump can get to like a horror aesthetic like type of thing. Yeah, because like it's like too violent for it to well like I know you're not that far, Brennan, but like the further that you get, the, you would have to cut or censor the fuck out of so much that I don't feel like it's worth censor like censoring like that. So I'm not really worried because if they did censor as much as like, you know, they do with One Piece, Naruto, for example, you know, there are some scenes in Naruto that gets that got censored to hell that are like to the point where it's completely different from how it is in the manga. Like, I don't think that that would happen because at that rate, you would just end up changing what Chainsaw Man is. You know what I mean? So (laughs) I'm not really that worried. But yeah. I I think Mappa's got it, dude. I would love to see like a a horror aesthetic from Mappa because I feel like that would just be insane. Which is what Chainsaw oh. Man will be, which is why I love the the thought of them doing it. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I just I think more people should be more open to. Oh yeah, yeah, and like, like going and reading the source material because it's just even the artwork of like how <sighs> the certain scenes go. Like I saw this one where it was Vinland Saga. And, like, just the artwork itself is beautiful, but, like, it just makes all these scenes, like, a little more intense, you know? Yeah. So, like, go read the manga, you know? And I think, it, like I said, with it being a movie or with it being separate from the manga, I think it would encourage people, like, because they'll be curious. So they'll want to go read the manga ending, even if it's just the last couple chapters. And it could spark... No. You know, like maybe like them to want to check it out and it could spark like a little like, oh, maybe I should read, you know, certain things. I'm not really sure because like Tokyo Ghoul, like I might mention or was like saying earlier, like Tokyo Ghoul is a prime example because, you know, the first season follows the manga to a T. Second season does something completely fucking different from the manga. And then the third season, which is Tokyo Ghoul Re, just does whatever like just continues on like season two followed the manga and out of all the people that i know that have watched all of it like they either a didn't know and just were confused as hell like i like even like jay and i were when we uh like were watching tokyo ghoul re we were like what the fuck is going on (laughs) or like they watched all of it and just didn't really care because of it confusing them so much and like i'm really the only person i know that is aware of the fact that season two didn't follow the manga and went and read the manga. So like now granted, you know, Tokyo ghoul is nowhere near as popular as attack on Titan is or ever. Like it was never even really like crazy popular to my knowledge, at least, but just given that like not really many people went to go read Tokyo ghouls manga, despite all of that with the anime, I'm not really sure if that'll happen with Attack on Titan. Obviously, you know, it should. I would but... also argue, though, that social media isn't as big of a thing as it or like it's bigger now than it was back then when Tokyo Ghoul was released. Yeah. And I think with social media, it would be like, oh, it's so cool. Like this ending was different from this ending. Like you should go read both so that you can kind of decide which one you like more. Um, Like I just it would. I think there'd be enough people who would actually go read. Because like I said, it's not even like, oh, you don't even have to read like the whole, you know, back half. You just have to read the last like, you know, 10 chapters or so. So it's not like you'd be reading a lot. 
So you, that would be my argument is more of like there'd be more social media coverage and, you know, because think eventually you have to. That's exactly what happened with me and solo leveling. And I love solo leveling now because like I just kept seeing it on my, you know, both on Instagram and on TikTok. And I'm like, bro, what is this? Why is everyone like, bro, this is so good or da 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 da. This is one of the best da 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 da. You know, I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to check it out. Like I had free time. I was freaking on quarantine. So I was like, screw it. I might as well. And I read the whole thing in like freaking 12 hours. Like, <laughs> bro, like it's just, you know, eventually you got to get curious enough to like want it. And that was me reading an entire series. This is, we're talking, you know, a couple chapters. Yeah. So, and, and same thing with Toyo Ghoul. We're talking like you got to read the entire essential. Like, you might as well, if you read the quote unquote season two of it, you, you might, might as, as well, well just, just finish reading yeah. all of it. You know, so that's also like, well, if I read, the season two and then just jump back on the anime i might as well just read all of it instead of you know read season two and then hop back on the anime unless you like it enough to where you want to do both yeah but you know we're talking a couple chapters i think more people would be at least a little more open because they'd get curious enough they're like i wonder how different it is and i wonder what it would be like and then you would have three endings imagine like the movie is like another separate ending and you could just read all three of them and be like man this one was the best or whatever four whatever like I don't know. I just I think it'd be a cool concept and I'd enjoy it. But I know a lot of other people would probably be like, damn, now I got to freaking watch three separate ones and then also read this one to like kind of get an idea of how it ends. Or maybe all three of them or four of them kind of interject in a way. Maybe. Um, But I don't know. I think it'd be a cool idea. A lot of people would probably disagree, but it'd be like that. But with all of that said, Adrian, do you have anything to uh, add or no? No, y'all pretty much just covered a lot of the things that I would have talked on anyways. Right. Other than, I know that can like provide another example, like Death Note, but Death Note, regardless of how popular it is, it's not as popular as Attack on Titan. Yeah. Because I don't think a lot of y'all even know this, but did you know the anime's ending and the manga ending are not completely different, but they are different? What, for uh, Death Note? Yeah. Yeah, thanks to... uh you know emily i i was pretty much very well aware that there was a thing but like before she told me i had no idea yeah i didn't figure that out till recently either which was mind-boggling but it's pretty good i would just say like read from the source material too like yeah. support the anime and the manga too because and like i know you may like the manga more yeah because like for for example for me and, like, we're going to move on to Attack on Titan, but I just wanted to, like, say this as, like, a example. But, like, I hate reading. I hate reading so much. Like, in in high school, whenever we had to read a book, I never read the book. Like, Give me that shit, boy. I, I, could, I didn't care. Like, I, it, I really did not care enough about my grades to, like, read a whole entire book and make a report about it. So I just took the, the F and just moved on. But, you know, at the time, Tokyo Ghoul was my favorite anime. So hearing the news about how like, yes, season two is good, but it's not from the source material. So in spite of not really wanting to read, I did want to know how season two was supposed to go. And so, you know, re could make sense to me because re just made zero sense whatsoever. And after reading it, I was like, damn, you know, it's it's like reading a comic kind of but like even then like sometimes i go through waves of where i don't really care for to read comics but like with manga at least you know 
within the last four years, I want to say, like there has not been a single time where I'm like, I just don't want to read anything because, you know, if for me, like if I get not bored, but if I feel like I'm reading too much of something and I want like a little change, you know, I could just go start reading something else. Like for prime example, while I'm reading Bleach, I also read a bunch of Black Clover. I went, you know, I, I got a little bit tired of Black Clover, so I went to My Hero. Caught up with My Hero, went back to Bleach, went back to Black Clover, read some quintessential quintuplets, went back to Bleach. Now I'm reading Fire Force. Like, I feel like it's it's manga is diverse enough to where you could literally just, you know, put something down, read something else, and be just as entertained, just like with an anime. So, plus, you get to see a lot of cool-ass art. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, what's it called? There's so much effort put into it that it, like, when you see all the little details and shit, it, like, makes you really excited. Is that just me? Oh, no, 100%. That's, like, one of the good things about manga is just, like, you see, like, the little details and you, like, they convey, they can convey a different message than what the anime could do. Yeah. So... But, like, there's also, you know, upsides to, to anime as well, which I don't want to get ahead of ahead of ourselves, but, like, we're going to start talking about Attack on Titan literally right after this, so I don't care, really. But in the newest episode of Attack on Titan, spoiler alert, so, you know, skip to whatever if you don't want to be spoiled and you haven't seen it yet. But um, in, you know, that scene right before Gabby shoots Aaron in the fucking neck, like... There was no like freeze frame indication in the manga. It was just a decision that Mappa made to do that. And I feel like that is like the best scene in Attack on Titan for me personally, just because like it's such a an interesting artistic choice. I just love the fact that like they gave everybody's perspective in that moment when Gabby pulled the trigger. And like even the moments afterwards it just i couldn't i can't stop gushing about it but at the same time i don't like have good words for it because i fucking suck at describing things but it was just such a good decision that they made which is why you know reading source material is great but also watching it is also just as great you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah for sure but uh with that being said let's start talking about attack on titan episode three which if you weren't aware, I don't know if this is true anymore, but at the time of it airing, it was the highest rated episode of Attack on Titan, period, with a perfect 10 out of 10, which I think it more than deserves because I'm not going to lie, this this might be not like from a story standpoint, I don't think it's my favorite episode, but from like a like action um intensity intensity artistic definitely from an artistic i fucking whoever's the director of this show or this anime needs an award like right the fuck now because from a cinematic standpoint i this is my fucking favorite episode because that freeze frame thing as well as you know the stuff that happened in with aaron and zeke afterwards it was just it was just perfect for me like this this episode was definitely a 10 out of 10 and well deserves it but um, Brennan. Well, homo. What do you gotta say? I know you're eating, but what do you gotta say? So, I'm gonna be honest, bro. Watching this episode, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time. Yeah. Same. And like, I'm gonna be honest. When Gabby pulled that trigger, 
and his head literally flew off, my jaw dropped. I was like, God damn. Oh, yeah. my. I was like, this 13-year-old little girl <laughs> Faze just did the Gabby. one thing. Faze two for two. She did, she did the one thing that, like, literally no one could possibly do except for, like, probably Levi and Mikasa. Like, those are probably the only two who could ever pull something off like that. And she's just out here like, bro, I'm a menace with the with the sniper, bro. Like, like, bro, like, I saw a picture and she deserved it, bro, because, you know, FaZe gave her the good old FaZe Red Tiger camo, bro. And she <laughs> she deserves that, bro. But, like, <laughs> but this episode was, like, super crazy with how, like, Reiner was, you know, tackling Aaron and the jaw titan. And even, dude... When uh when Falco and his brother ran up to Zeke and was like like oh don't yell like wait until we can get him out of here and Zeke's like I get it like you want to protect your brother it's that brotherly bond but I'm sorry my brother's bond is more important bro <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude my like and- my jaw like dropped when that when he started yelling. And then it just stayed on the floor until pretty much the end of the episode because like it was just it was just back to back, bro. Back to fucking back. Now I will say the only thing that like I wish Attack on Titan would have done a little more. I don't know how everyone else feels about him. But uh the Jaw Titan dude honestly I'm, had no care in the world for him. Like No, dude, I literally like, I fucking hate little Porco. Thing. Or poor Such a little thing. Like, see, I didn't even remember his name, bro. Like, I felt no, like, I, he was such an insignificant character to me that I really did not, like, care at all. Um, yeah, and then, you like, know, they and, made, they tried to have, like, an emotional beat with him, it, like, towards the end, like, right but, like, before Falco was, ate him. And I'm like, but, I don't but, care. But, like, here's bro. my thing with that. They didn't even make it emotional. Like, to me, I was just like, oh, so he's a dickhead from, like, from beginning when we meet him to the end like this dude like really just hates on reiner because you know his brother got killed or whatever or like he didn't deserve to be the iron the uh armor titan or whatever but like i'm just like bro like what you don't even try like i was talking to adrian about this earlier today but now every other character like this that i know of has had you know a redeeming moment but i really have a mixed feeling about those characters that are just d bags and they don't try to like understand the other person that they like at the moment hate like with like absolute passionate to their core hate so like a, an example would be like the one that i gave uh adrian was sasuke with kakashi and the moment where sasuke is getting um like he's starting to kind of turn against the village and the people inside the village kakashi like ties him to a tree and is like you need to like chill like you need to let go of this hatred and shit and sasuke just yells at him like you wouldn't understand all your family and friends being killed and and he's like how would you feel if i killed everyone you loved and kakashi just kind of looks to the sky and is like you know that's an interesting theory and it would work yeah however all those people are dead yeah and 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 sasuke has to take a step back and is like oh shit like you right and like but it's that type of thing where you kind of see in their face where they get taken taken back, right? Porco doesn't have that, bro. He does not care about Reiner till the end. And I'm just like, bruh. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, dude. Like, 
<clears throat> when Falco like, took a bite out of that motherfucker, I was so happy. Oh, yeah, me too. I like, thank God, bro. Get out of here, bro. I'm sick of you. And, like, he even says, like, oh, I saw my brother's memories. And, like, you know, he did it to protect me. And then, and then he was like, now I'm better than you. Because now it's going to eat me instead of you. <laughs> Look, now I'm protecting the kid. And I'm protecting you. It's like, bro, get out of here. I'm so sick of you. You are bitter till the end. <laughs> I hate you. One for me, I'm like, who cares, bro? Like, who who genuinely Shut up, cares? Dude, Falco's better than you anyways. I'm not going to lie, bro. I started crying when, when fucking Falco turned into a Titan. I was like, ain't no way, bro. I like because I wasn't even thinking about like him eating Porco or Reiner being a thing. I was just I was just distraught, bro. Cause like I really didn't think that Zeke yelling was like going to be a factor. And just like how amazed I was this whole episode just like blows my mind. And I'm not gonna lie, bro. When he yells and they like, you know, pan to Gabby, I felt bad. For about two point five seconds, then I remembered. Shout out, Vegas, Gabby. Then I remembered mm-hmm. it's Gabby, and I was like, "Fuck that <laughs> bitch." <laughs> On the real though, Falco deserved the armor titan. Oh yeah, I wish he would have got. I, I don't know how y'all feel about the jaw titan, but that is literally the worst titan to have. I don't know, man, because like um, I think Porco made it really in, like an interesting titan, and I'm actually ah, really excited to him. see. <laughs> I'm really excited to see what Falco looks like whenever, if he does, like whenever or if he does turn into. Let me rephrase that. Sorry, the cart Titan is probably the worst one to have. The cart Titan, Jaws Titan is a close second whatsoever. (laughs) Jaws Titan is a close second for me. Cart Titans is kind of shitty, to be honest. Yeah, but like I don't know. I just I'm not a big fan. Like I liked it when Ymir used it and she messed up all those uh like Titans. Yeah. But like now seeing like Aaron, Reiner, the Colossal and stuff, I'm like, damn bro, so you really will get smacked. Like you <laughs> <laughs> like like you're fast and stuff, but like when it comes down to it, like Aaron countered you every single time he like he fought you. But uh I w- and I don't know, I just Falco the way he was like how protective he was of not only like Gabby, but like almost in everything that he did, he was always trying to protect people. And I think the armored Titan is best used when trying to protect. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's the armored. I just think it would have fit a little better, but that's me personally. I don't know how the future is going to go. I don't know how he's going to end up using the jaw Titan. So I could be wrong and I'm open to being wrong, Yeah, but I would have just enjoyed seeing him become the armored titan more well it's kind of like with armin you know what i mean because like armin doesn't like killing people but yet he has the most lethal titan out of all of oh yeah you know what i saw about that so i don't know how true this is but like armin's colossal titan doesn't have ears Uh and it looks hella depressed and someone pointed out it could be because since your Titan kind of reflects like you, he doesn't like killing people and he doesn't want to hear the screams and yeah. the terror that he creates. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like a cool little detail. I don't think that's like a theory. I'm pretty sure that was like purposeful. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that because yeah, like that's, like that's a- what oh. I took it as is like that's why he looks like that because I like he. You know, he said it several times that he doesn't like being the Colossal mm-hmm. Titan. But it's super sick. Like, it's such a cool little detail. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to lie. 
I have a slight issue with Aaron's head falling in Zeke's in, in Zeke's hand, purely Why? because that's an anti-material rifle that she fucking shot. If in real life, granted, again, in real life, if you get shot by an anti-material rifle, not only is whatever is hitting that bullet is gone, but also everything around that bullet is just gone. So the fact that his head was there and didn't go flying like 600 feet kind of like, you know, I have to like, you know, give it some grace because it's an anime, you know what I mean? But like, what armor, my boy? Yeah, literally. <laughs> like I was just like, I was like, of course it would end up in Zeke's hand. And like, of yeah. course it would be a completely intact head. Now, granted, I don't it know is- if in the manga it was completely intact. Uh, it was, it was. Yeah. So I, that was it my is- only nitpick, but it was still such a sick scene. And I got a question for you, Diego. What? So this is reverting back to like the first episode. How do you feel about figuring out who that little girl is? Let's just let's just talk about that actually. <laughs> now, granted, like I'm not surprised that it's Ymir. I like I don't want to say like, oh, I I figured it was Ymir, but like I'm not surprised because I was like, there's gotta be significance to this chick. So in in you know, when Zeke catches Aaron's head, you know, they go into the, I don't even know what the hell it's called, like the tree of life plane or whatever the fuck it's actually called. Um, I forgot the name of it. I know they had a name, but yeah, I I, I just think know. of it as like a realm where like a they window. go to, co- to contact, like, I think the past, like founder Titan. And I mean, I would assume like anyone who has Titan powers can go there. Yeah. I would assume. I no yeah. Okay. But um oh. dude that that whole scene I'm not gonna lie, dude. Literally, you know, they were like Aaron and Zeke were talking and Zeke was like, Alright, Aaron, now use the power of the Titan to euthanize all the El- Eldians. And Aaron's like, The fuck I'm not like what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. Like the moment that I saw those words on the screen, I picked up my phone and I started texting Javen immediately. And I was like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew that he was using Zeke. <laughs> because from the moment that he, like, they were like, oh, he's evil now. I was like, bitch, no, he's not. And I'm so glad I fucking saw that because I'm not even gonna lie to you, bro. That, that like instantly made Aaron like top five protagonists. Like that one scene, because I'm just like, he really did all of this just to play Zeke, and inevitably so he you, got played. But wait, so do you think Zeke is evil for what he wanted to do? I don't think he's evil, but I don't think that. Um, I don't think he's evil, but I don't. That's fucked up. <laughs> like I get, so, I get so his reasoning. It's, I get his reasoning. So you think it's messed up that he just wants to slowly, like, of course, not even really kill anyone. He just wants to slowly, kind of rid the world of people who could become titans, but still let the ones who are alive live out their lives. Like, I mean, of course, you can play the, the kind of like, oh, but it's messed up. They can't have kids because it is. Like, it sucks. You don't get to enjoy certain aspects of life. But you still get to live out your life and, you know, slowly the world will get rid of, like, the Titans, at least. I, in my opinion, you know, I'm curious to kind of see where Aaron, you know, wants to go with things. But I think that's a very 
good like outcome to have of it to just like like i mean of course i could see how connie's like bro i want to have kids but also just titans being around like it's hard to get rid of a war because you're never gonna get rid of the fear of like dude your kid could grow up and be like yo screw this we should be running everything like we can become titans bro (laughs) like (laughs) why are we sitting here like scared of everything like let's just go run them all over and just take control of everything so like you're never gonna get rid of like you know the fear of that war and other people wanting to kind of take you out and then kind of like to aaron's like wish you're not really free because you can't go and just live with everyone else and be chill because everyone's going to be scared of you which means you're probably going to be secluded whether it be on an island or just in a separate part of the world so you're never truly free so zeke's way is like listen we can all live freely because we're all euthanized so no matter what when we die we die so you might as well not try to push your luck because if you die pushing your luck that's it you're done like there is no coming back you're not gonna have kids you're not gonna have like a legacy to live off of there's no one to pass it down to so i in my opinion i feel like that is like dude that's like yeah and like i would have never thought of that like oh let's just euthanize them and then after we euthanize them like it's told people this and no one was like wanting to listen just because it's like it's fucked up i'm like yeah it's fucked up but like the realistically is they're gonna be war regardless if they both exist so like if they slowly take one out like peacefully and not like oh i can't even have children what's the point of killing me you know because we're all gonna die as a race then it's really just you just have to wait it out so like that's mm-hmm. why I say it's like the safest, oh yeah, safest and like smartest option for them. And you can end the war. The Eldians can like finally kind of live freely because no one's scared of them, you know, turning into a titan and trying to take over the world. And you don't have to worry about them creating more offspring that can do that. Like it's just I was like, I, I of course I see their point and how they're like I, we want to be able to live like I guess that's still in. Aaron's mind it's not truly free because you can't like have kids so you're not free to really live life but it's the most free you're gonna get without having a war and having to worry about all the other stuff you know like so I like as of right now I'm low-key kind of team Zeke (laughs) I feel like that's very naive and kind of ignorant because even if they do get euthanized, that war is not going to stop. And it's not going to stop the oppression of the Eldians in Marley, even if that war, you know, even if everybody on that island ended up getting killed after they all got euthanized. It's still not going to stop that oppression. So... Well, the thing was, but, for Zeke was to use not only the euthanization, but also the rumbling too, because he did state it within, like, he did state it with uh, Aaron. He's like, we can do the uh rumbling after well yeah but like what's the point of the rumbling if the rumbling is just meaningless at that point because the way that i see it is the rumbling is to send a message to all the nations to just leave them the fuck alone and just let them do what they do on that island and you know if some eldians want to leave then just let them leave but if you euthanize all of the Eldians and still carry out the war, 
what's the point of the war? You're just but fighting to thing. fight at that point. You're not fighting you, for a so, purpose. So you use the rumbling, and now everyone's like, like, oh shit, like they could literally just send those things over here and take us all out. So then you don't leave you leave them alone, which means the Eldians get to live a careless free life of not worrying about anyone coming to mess with them. By the time anyone's like, okay, maybe we should mess with them, they're probably all gonna be dead because it's gonna take time for people to not be scared of going over there. And they're going to be scared of like, oh, well, if we go over there, like they got hella big titans that are just going to wipe everyone out. So that means, again, the Eldians can just live a careless free life. They don't have to worry about it because the the big titans that were going to kill them were essentially being created bar, by the uh, Marleans. So they wouldn't get those anymore to where they don't have to live inside those walls. They can freely live and then they'll just all kind of, you know, fodder out. Or you don't do that, you continue fighting a war that's just never even going to have a chance. No, like you're always scared of like, oh, is this guy going to attack? Oh, is this guy going to attack? Like it's no matter what, it's like you said, there's kind of going to be a war. But if you euthanize and then you do the rumbling, everyone gets to live out their life. There should be a pause to the war. By the time they want to restart the war, they're going to go over there and realize they're all dead and gone so now it's like they can then go and live their lives freely without worrying about oh are these big titans gonna go or come and kill us um i mean if you don't euthanize and you continuously have titans it's just an endless war that's gonna go on forever until i don't know maybe one side gets lucky enough to wipe out the other side completely um i disagree because either way Because if you look at it like this, at this point, Titans are slowly becoming, what's it called? A superpower? No, because they have weapons to take out Titans now. So they're becoming less of a threat. So you feel like they're less threatened? Yeah, because they're becoming less of a threat. I mean, yes, sure, they have to be on giant ass fucking, you know, other Titans or on like, in like a tank or something, but... There's a way to get rid of them now, so okay, there's so no point. So, do you point... think with their weapons they could kill Armin, like in his colossal form? Eventually, do you think they're going to do damage to him. Eventually, yes. Okay, so now keep in mind, you said eventually, right? Yeah. Keep in mind, the rumbling, the things that are inside the wall, are all colossal titans. I'm very, very well aware of that. So you're saying they couldn't even right now at this moment take out someone Armin level. But what I'm saying is if they, you know, the rumbling carries through and, you know, Aaron's side wins, then, yes, sure, the world's going to be scared of the Eldians still. Like, that's, I'm not saying that that's not going to happen. But after 30, 40, maybe 50 years, they're going to have weapons that are going to be able to deal with them if they decide uh, to attack. Diego, that's where you're mistaken. I don't think the rumbling is like stopping at scaring them. I think if it's carried out, it's, hey, mess with us and you're all dead. Every single one of you that's not on this island is dead. I don't think it's a, they stop at, you know, the edge of the island and they don't, you know... I'm pretty sure all those big colossal titans, they walk 
to the ends of the earth and they just take out everything. I... And with the with the way Aaron is looking and acting upon the things, I'm almost positive he plan if that's not what the OG plan was for like what the rumbling is, I'm pretty sure his plan is take all these colossal titans and there is no 30, 40, 50 years down the road. It's hey, all y'all go wipe out everyone and we on the island are able to do whatever we want because, I mean, he's got the founding power, so no Titan is going to go mess with him. And he just sends all the rest of them out to go kill everybody. Like, I don't think, like, you're thinking this is a war that would continue on. No, I think I'm pretty sure he would. I... I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, but <laughs> look, I'm not saying like I'm not saying right now I'm is... not saying that it's going to stop at the edges of the island. Yeah, they're probably going to go to war with Marley and fuck the shit out of Marley. But uh, beyond Marley, unless other nations decide to attack them, I don't see Aaron being that vengeful fucking person who's going to be like, yeah. So since Marley hates us and you guys are pretty much all on the same page as Marley, even though you haven't attacked us, fuck you guys. We're going to kill you all. I don't think that Aaron would do that. What do you think that whole meeting was in the beginning? That dude was trying to rally the world. Yes. To go and it kill failed. everyone. Because Aaron broke it all up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that so Aaron's going to go think- after everybody else when they haven't gone for him yet. I think that he's going to, like I said, I think that if no one else joins after the war with Marley is said and done, then that's it. They're going to establish a perimeter and be like, hey, if you cross this line with hostile intentions, we're coming for you because we can. Like but, That is truly see, what I believe that point, that the point of the rumbling at- is. But I'm saying but that, that after point, a certain amount of time, there is no point in being scared of that ever-looming threat because, yes, they're going to be very well aware of what the Titans can do. So they're going to put billions and billions and billions, every single nation that has the money, into R&D to get weapons that can deal with Titans of Armin's level, of all of the other you know, Colossal Titan level. Like... But exactly, that's my point. After so, after he ta- he wipes out Marley and says, "Don't cross this line," right? Every he's gonna that that that's instilling fear. Yeah. But then Aaron's gonna also think about it. Well, like they've like so all the people who were at the the thing that uh, the homeboy was holding, trying to rally everyone, right? He takes out Marley. Everyone's like, "Oh, so that dude is right." Like they're a threat to all of humanity, right? So now Aaron's thinking, well, if I wipe them out, they've already now seen that I have the power to wipe out like cities that go against me. So now they're all probably going to want to rally against me. So why wouldn't he just be like, screw it. Like, I'll just take them all out and it'll just be Eldians for the rest of the, like the rest of the time. Cause tr- to be honest, I don't think Aaron Aaron's only like cares that. about the Eldians. I don't think Aaron's like uh, that. I- Listen, bro, the way he took out the Warhammer Titan and, you know, wiped out that Marley city, bro, I don't think he really cares for anyone except for the Eldians. <laughs> bro, because Marley had... was actively attacking them his entire fucking life. Yes. So, yeah, so, he's going to so hold a grudge against Marley. Marley okay, but he but doesn't have a grudge. Marley, he has no reason is... to attack the rest of the world. The reason is for the future of the Eldians, bro. His future kids, the Eldians' future Look, kids. I don't think you and I you are going to see eye, eye on this. 
bruh, he has more of a reason to wipe out everyone else because, like you so, said, dude. he knows everyone. If you know everyone is going to rally and then create weapons that are for sure going to be able to take you out, why would you not take them out before they get to that point? Because when you know that's going to happen, it's the same reason as why he's attacking Marley just for survival. I'm sure he's going to understand that he's bro. There's been enough betrayal in this fucking like in this like just the island enough betrayal just in the island that I think he's going to understand that. Yes, there are some fucked up people, but there's also good people, too. I mean, he's seen it in Falco. So why wouldn't he see it in the rest of the world? Because if he truly didn't give a shit about about anybody but the people on that island, then Falco would not be alive. I mean, I would argue. I mean, he turned Titan right in front of Falco. Yes, and That's he apologized to Falco. People... He felt bad about the fact that Falco probably wouldn't die if it weren't for Rainer. Or probably would have died if it weren't for Rainer. Listen, bro. All I'm saying is, to me, personally... Aaron right now seems like the type of person who would let me just wipe out the threat before it becomes a threat to my people. And in my opinion, I think he would just wipe out everyone just to because, again, his point is to live free when you leave it up to the point where like, hey, these people might come and attack like, you know, X amount of years down the line and they might create weapons that can take out any and and, like every and any of us. I, in my opinion, I feel like he would think about it and just be like, well, I want to live as free as possible, and having that looming over my head ain't going to be free, so I'm just going to go ahead and take out everyone. I mean, and it's not even in a vengeance sense to me. Like, I think you think it's him wanting to kill the Marleans over a grudge. I don't think it's over I, a I grudge. Think I think it's just over the necessity to protect Well, it, like, yeah, and I Eldian. think he's going to extend that into the point of like, well, I'm going to make sure we good for the rest of our lives. I and so, like, think I don't know. I, th- I look personally the way that I see Aaron's character. I don't think that that is him. I don't, and that's just me. You're like you're allowed to feel the way that you feel, and we'll see. Yeah, agree to but, disagree. Yeah, like agree to disagree because like you and I just have very different views on El- Aaron as a person, and that's fine. But I just don't think that he would go to that extent. Like I do agree with you that as as long as it concerns Marley, the nation of Marley, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. But beyond that, no, I I disagree. Because I know the rum. I I think back on the episode they explained that the rumbling wasn't like made specifically for one nation. <laughs> yeah, it but was I'm made, pretty like, sure that the rumbling was just assuming that other nations were coming to fight them. I'm pretty sure that was the whole point of that discussion. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Someone's finna die. So <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of people. Someone, finna I mean, die. A lot of people. <laughs> Very interesting debate, I must say. Must say. Which one of us I is right? I want to ask. Like, <laughs> no, I don't. I I wanted to like. And answer that. It's hard. It's hard because I want to say like Adrian. Adrian, I want you to answer this as like. As if you didn't read the manga, just watching this episode, these past episodes and stuff. Like, whose side would you be more, like, willing to join? Like, would you like? What do you think? What would you have thought? Or like, think back to when you were watching this. What were your thoughts of like Aaron and like what you thought like may or may not happen? Like, what 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 was going through your head? Were you more of like Diego? Like, nah, he'd probably just wipe out all of Marley and call it a day. Or do you think he was like, 
yo, he'll just wipe out everybody. Um, my thought process at the time was is the rumble. Okay, so this is like when I didn't know how the rumbling was working because mm-hmm. you'll see how it works properly soon. Mm-hmm. But to give it like a very brief like thing, I will just say I was shook how it worked. But I, I shouldn't have been. I really shouldn't have been how it worked. So I just originally thought it was just going to attack Marley. Like, that's just my thought process. So you were kind of on, like, Diego's thought process. Yeah, but I w- was mostly thinking of how it worked and, like, the rumble focus, I guess. That's all I can say. So you were just thinking about the actual act of the rumble itself, not necessarily how Aaron specifically would use it or anything like that. No, I was mostly thinking of like, like as if he can like focus him on one direction. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. For, uh, Interesting for legal reasons. I'm not here, but I would like to interject. I said for legal reasons. <laughs> I um at this point in the manga when I was reading it, I thought that well. It wasn't even a thought. It is true, basically. This don't worry, I'm not gonna spoil anything. But the person who who had like once you can use the founding titan to his full ability, like you have royal blood, you can literally do anything you want, bro. Like you're literally maxed out at every. You almost like you're god of this verse at least. You're god of this verse. So I so it it Aaron. If he is able to do, if he's able to access it, he can do whatever he wants. So yeah, at when I was reading at this point, I I, I made the, I would assume the same things that Aaron was just using it to, you know, scare the world, you know, make Marley scared, all that kind of stuff. Maybe maybe stomp on them a little. That, <laughs> that was my thought process. <laughs> Like you know, like the like the military places, you know, take out like the the ships and stuff, you know. I mean, I know Armin already did that, but you know, to do it again, bro. They were building it, do it again, bro. That's what I was <laughs> on thinking. a different scale. On a... Yeah, <laughs> that's ex- that's pretty much what I was thinking. It's fine. I'll be a lone wolf. I guess I'm the only person who sees Aaron as a truly dark entity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, he's considered the antagonist for a reason, so you might be right. You good, Lily? Okay, excuse my cat. Is that everything that you wanted to talk about, Brennan? Listen, bro, I'm ready to get into this Demon Slayer, but you don't got to ask me twice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because, like, beyond that, I don't really have much to... I I think we really actually talked about everything that really happened in the episode. Like, obviously... Yeah, screw Porco. Shout out Face Gabby. Um, You know, Aaron... New plans. Aaron lying to Zeke. I saw it, but I'm still hype as hell that it it was it's true. I mean, Um, I did see a post. Second best episode's gonna come out next week. Yeah, I was about to say I did see a post that said next week we really get to see a cool episode because we get to see Aaron's like actual plan, like what he was actually planning to. So, so actually, next episode we'll figure out which one of us is right and which one of us is wrong. That's crazy. All right, well, you know, if you're listening, peep next episode. But moving on, let's talk about Demon Slayer episode 15, I think is the episode. I don't remember. About a nut, bruh. Um, so before we actually talk about the actual episode, there's only three episodes left of Demon Slayer this season, and that makes me really sad. I don't know why I'm surprised, because like, I really thought that there was going to be more, 
but like I had to remind myself that Mugen Train existed. So I, like it, it, yeah, just Mugen Train ate up most of the season, which makes me upset. But are you good? I'm sorry, my cat is wilding. All I gotta say is before we even get to anything scene specific, I mean I guess this is kind of scene scene specific. But bro, that fight scene was crazy. The amount of money they must have put into that fight scene, bro. Oh my god, that's oh, probably yeah. like my year's worth of earnings and money. No, I am dude. Singular literally, <laughs> for the Tangan versus uh, what's his face? I don't remember his name. I literally, when that scene was happening, I just kept looking at Ness, and I'm like, this is where all of the fucking Mugen Train money went, bro. Bro, that was literally just like beautiful to watch that was i'm gonna be honest bro that fight scene was probably better than rengoku and kaza's oh that was sure. like so much different stuff was going on and it all looked beautiful like it was just it was really intense but um can we also talk about the way that you know our three beautiful men entered <laughs> i freaking inosuke i teared and, up a little bit when when tengen up. was just like that was a really flashy entrance i'm proud of you guys i'm like <laughs> i'm like bro. Finally opened well, I mean, up to it. It definitely was because, like, Inosuke and Zenitsu just pulled out and they just stood there. They're like, "Yeah, what's up? We here now." I just love. I just love how Zenitsu looks so cold, even though this man is Bro, dead asleep. You trust me. You got another thing coming later on, but like, he just he they pull out. You know, and it's cool because Zenitsu's like, you know, in season one, a lot of the time when he was asleep but not like doing much, he seen like, and this goes to my theory of like. Zenitsu grows as a person and like slowly grows into being less and less unconscious. Um, just due to the fact of like the first time we see him use it, he's completely unconscious, and like right after he kills the demon, he's all like loopy, right? Yeah. Um, and then you know, as the season progresses, like throughout the spiders and stuff, you know, he opens his eyes, and of course, his eyes are all white, like, like kind of inferring the fact of like he's still asleep because when you fall asleep, your eyes roll to the back of your head, yeah, but like. You know, he seemed like a little more self-aware, um, and it just seems like every time he goes into that state, at least like throughout the series and stuff, he seems to become more and more self-aware. Well, and like the fact that he was like chewing that bitch out when he first yeah, shows he up, I was like, talked. damn. But like, I love that growth, and like, I just love that now it was to a point of like. He was no longer in that loopy, like even in Mugen Train, you know, when he pulls up and saves uh, Nezko, he has that little like loopiness. Yeah. And of course, we know he went through, you know, all three of them kind of not a training arc, but like they went through a period of training, you know, after Mugen Train up to this point now. And it like, again, to me, it just shows Zenitsu's growth as a character. It's like those small detail type of things. And bruh, the way he just looks at her. It just shoots her out of the house and is like, yo, I got some words for you, bro. You got to apologize. Yeah, for real. Now, bro, I was like, my boy Sinitsu, he's, like, he's such a gentleman, bro. <laughs> I was just then, like, I was like, damn, he is laying into her, bro. <laughs> bro, I told you, bro. When he came through in the building and she was going to attack Tangan and he literally said, oh, no, you don't. Pushes that bitch through the whole building into the fucking, like, Sky, I'm over here like, yo, he about to go off. He about to go and off. There's no question. I'm going to be honest. That kind of plays into what I think I was saying last week. Zenitsu is OP, bro. Like, this again, this is why. I don't know if it was this uh, last week or the week before that. I think it was last This week. is why they had to get 
yeah, this is why they had to get rid of those lower moons because, <laughs> bro, think Tanjiro had to freaking go Super Saiyan essentially yeah. in order to even like touch her, like to really do anything. And I know she doesn't like fully knows Zenitsu's power and stuff, but like he pulled up on her and she, keep in mind she's in her strongest form, so he didn't even get to like fight her like in her like weak form yeah. or her like not powered up form, and like. And also to put in into perspective, Tengen wasn't even ready for that attack. Yeah, Tengen's a Hashira, and he wasn't even ready to like. I mean, he saw it coming. I think it would have maybe grazed him. I think he would have definitely dodged or like parried it. But it w- it seems like he was taken aback by it, and it probably would have grazed him. Um, like at the very least. And if you notice, Zenitsu was the first one to notice that she like kind of became hostile because like. It shows her starting to get mad, and then it cuts to Zenitsu, like, you know, using his thumb to push his sword up, yeah. so you knew he was gonna do something. I feel like his and, danger sense is, like, next fucking level. Yeah, like, dude, I'm telling you, Zenitsu's mad OP. Like, if they let him be awake, like, the entire series, and, like, just let him just be a menace, he's wiping out everybody. <laughs> like, yeah, Tanjiro's uh, sun-breathing stuff is, like, broken, but Zenitsu as a whole is broken. Yeah. He is insane. And like that was just something that like I'd like to point out just to show like that's like specifically this season is why they cut out those lower moons. Yeah. Because they were not touching the main three. Like they get so much better so quickly that it's just like it those are fodder, bro. That's why they got rid of them. It would have been pointless to watch them even fight them. I mean like yeah, Tanjiro is like walking towards him and just sliced his head off so casually. Yeah. So I mean, it's like, and again, like this is literally proof. Zenitsu single-handedly knocked out would freaking handle every single one of them if he wanted to. And then we get Sissy and Nosuke. I'm excited, kind of, for the next three episodes. Um, it it's gonna be good, bro. Like I just just I just want to uh, see Nosuke shine, bro. Like I have a feeling that he's gonna get like a moment, and I can't wait for that moment. You're gonna love next episode. So I'm gonna say. I'm telling you, bro. And Nosuke, like, he just shines, bro. Like from here on out, he really does have like good moments. True. Um. So you'll be happy with Nosuke, the new demon, her brother. I forgot his name too. I think it starts with a G. Um. I have no idea, but know, he is terrifying. To be honest, it's like so. Oh, we'll touch on that later. So, like, that's his name. Yeah. Um, that fight scene, dog. Like, just how it's to me very interesting. Um, this is why I love being able to read and you know, like, watch the anime. The way Tengen like switches, like his his you know killer instinct switch is insane. Like how he went from you guys have such a flashy instinct, like that, like I'm proud of you. To this motherfucker is gonna die. To like throwing his insane. fucking blade into that dude's throat. Yeah. Like, it's just so fun to watch because you don't like, of course, in manga, like, you know, it's really, I guess, up to your imagination what you can really think about. But like, being able to see that like killer instinct switch just flip on and off like that mm-hmm. is insane. And also, that sword scene is crazy. How he's like, did the sword get longer? And he's freaking holding yeah, on to it by the, the very, the very tip. tip. Like, bruh. 
but um you know fast forward through that like you also get to see the cool fighting style of um tengen because like you know you get to see his wife come up and try to assist him. Well, not only that, but like and... he kind of uses those swords like a little bit like nunchucks, which I really enjoyed just watching that whole scene of how like he deflects shit. He, you know, goes on attack and just, it was just that whole, that whole segment with like, you know, both of them one-on-one with, with, uh, with that chicks like shit coming through the ceiling around them. I just like, I could watch that on loop all day, dude. Like that, it's so satisfying, and like I don't feel like words do that scene justice. To be honest, how do you feel about how they have to fight them? Like having to sever both heads at the same time. I feel and... like I, I honestly, I genuinely feel like these like next two episodes are just going to be straight hands, and then the last episode of the season might be where they finally cut like both of their heads off or something because like i just feel like the way that they said it actually was just like really kind of sums up how i feel how like both of them were like oh well you know plenty of hashira have tried and they've all failed and you can't just like you know obviously they could just be you know fucking uh lying straight out of their teeth given just like the level that they're at right now i feel like you know they're really hard for a reason (laughs) and yeah sure like there's it's four against two as opposed to one against two but you know they're not all hashira level and you know i'm not trying to downplay all like the three of them but i feel like it's going to be a very interesting fight especially for zenitsu and inosuke considering how at least inosuke actively trying to get close to her was not happening where you know, Tanjiro going fucking Super Saiyan was all up on her. So I just want to know or like try to figure out how both Zenitsu and Inosuke can work together to get close to her. I'm not so much worried about Tengen and Tanjiro because it's a Hashira and Tanjiro yeah, that's kind of broken. Yeah, like you got you got the Hinukami breathing and a, Hash- a Hashira who's clean as hell. So like I'm not really worried about it. But I also do want to warn you, Diego. You're gonna be on an emotional roller coaster these next three episodes. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so like, I'm sure you might want to have issues next. To me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's just like I'm gonna be honest, dude. I th- I'm sure Adrian will attest to this too. The ending of this arc and like what's about to happen is such an emotional roller coaster of just ups and downs, and you're just like, wow, dude. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> my heart was doing backflips throughout the last two episodes. So. But- because like these fights are so fucking intense and like like i know both of you know what happens but like for me i'm like especially considering how you guys talk about it and even like the things that we've seen you know they don't pull punches with like who gets fucking killed off at this point so like like at this point i'm not even expecting zenitsu or nosuke to make it to the final arc like if but one of them gets whacked i'm gonna be honest diego i Yes, I read this, and I remember, like, certain key points and certain things, but keep in mind, I read this, like, probably close to a year ago, so I don't remember fully everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Adrian, you recently reread it, or maybe he just remembers the arc, like, a little better than I, I do. I reread like, the arc a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. That, I'm gonna be honest, bro. 
I remember, like I said, I remember certain key points and like certain things that like, but I don't remember exactly like how they happen, you know, or something still kind of like, I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't notice that when I was reading or like, oh, I forgot that that happened. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm chilling, bro. I'm I'm always excited for these episodes because I'm like, oh, I get to relive this. This is great. <laughs> but um, like, I I do know for sure though. Like, bro, it's an emotional roller coaster from here on out. And like, you're like, what you're explaining, how you're feeling now, like, it doesn't compare to the stuff that you're about to go through. Because I like, I remember reading this arc and I was like, yo, this is sick. And then I got to like, you know, where we're getting to now, and I was like, bro, this is so intense so crazy like i i was like i'm going i was going through it bro i was in the hotel room like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) so like it's dude it's gonna be great and just i'm ready to see like the full-on fights because like this was the first time i think we got to see everyone kind of like finally you know fight and show what they have like you know because we didn't really know where like Zenitsu and Inosuke and Tanjiro were like we just know that they went on a bunch of missions solo trained you know and then they they ended up there right so this is the first time you're getting to see how much they've grown and it's also the first time we get to see Tengen and you know actually fight not just zooming in a room and cutting a demon's head off and being like yeah you're ugly you need to stop talking yeah (laughs) um and this is such a good like opponent this is obviously at least in my opinion the best um enemy they've faced so far and to be honest like it's one of the best in general in my opinion adrian i don't know how you feel about that there's definitely more demons that they fight that are more interesting in the grand scheme of things but when it comes to like thorough and in-depth with this demon it's one of the best if not the best Mm -hmm. Um, like really getting to understand the demon and stuff. Demon? Yeah, the brother and the sister. I just personally say Akaza is better. Yeah, that, I'll give you that one. Akaza, definitely Akaza. But this is like, this is one Akaza of the top and the ones. First demon, the first man. Oh, that one is a good one. But that one's that was not fair though. Okay, we don't have to. Yeah, like this, the first like. The third one, and I will also say don't the second, um, second moon too. But that's just I feel like we don't see enough of that one though. No, but he does have connections with certain characters, so it kind of makes him more interesting, in my opinion. Yeah, but um, anyways, enjoy this, Diego, and be ready to possibly cry the next couple episodes, (laughs) dude. We'll talk more about this later, but like. I really cannot wait for this next arc, especially considering like what we re- what I read this week. But that's oh, that's more boy. for later, bro. That's more for later. Listen, bro. Also, I do the last thing I want to touch about this episode. Did you end up watching the ending credit scene like I told you to, or no? Fuck, I forgot. Okay, so I'll, I'm a, I'm gonna explain it to you, right? At the the credits roll, right? Yeah. And then you see Tengen just standing in the dark, like they like just pitch black room, almost like mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's like his conscience, and you hear a voice. And it's our boy Rengoku's voice, bro. Aww. And um, and basically it's uh, you know, he's standing there and he's hearing him, and Rengoku basically tells him like, I think Tengen is saying like, oh, I'm not strong enough or whatever, or I'm I'll never be as strong as you. Um, you are always like the best of us. I looked up to you, and then you hear Rengoku say like, um, you're so powerful. 
um, if anything, I looked up to you. And then he goes, Tanjiro Kamado, the yellow boy, and Boarhead boy, watch out for them in a flashy way for me. And then he turns around, and, and you see Rengoku, and then Rengoku just kind of, like, fades out. And I think Tengen says, like, oh, I absolutely will, or, like, leave this to me, I'll do it, or whatever. Um, and it's just, it's kind of nice to see that, like, especially after reading the new chapters that came out for Rengoku and Yu. Yeah. Spoiler alert, if you haven't read them, skip, like, 10 seconds. But seeing, like, how he was treated, be- like, right before he became a Hashira, to now seeing, like, Tengen be, like, super feeling super close to him and stuff like that and seeing that connection I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those nice moments where it's, like, he's gone, but it's just, like, he can't be forgotten in a sense. Like, he's just, he'll forever be part of Demon Slayer now. No matter what, um, that makes me happy. I'm gonna so, fucking yeah. I'm gonna watch that. You need to go watch yeah. it. It's it's a good scene. It's a cool little scene that they threw in. Um, and it also shows like, you know, almost like the importance, not importance, but like the potential the main three have. Because yeah. of course he saw like Tanjiro fight, and he you know saw the sun breathing, and probably knew that like Tanjiro was special. But for him to even mention like <laughs> Zenitsu and Inosuke, kind of recognizing their brilliance and their ability and potential was really nice. And it puts you into perspective of like, like, wow, these ones really are like different, you know, Um, they're enough for, to where like Rengoku really does feel the need to make sure they're protected and guided in a proper way. And it just, you know, it makes Rengoku seem like more of a sweet guy. Yeah. I mean, RP the homie. RP. Adrian, did you watch that scene? I did. It was a very good scene because to be honest, in the manga, we don't really, I mean, we do, but not as much as the anime for sure. Because I'm not sure how everyone else felt about Ren Goku. I really do feel like he was cut short. Oh, for sure. Was, I feel like he had yeah. hella potential to be like a really, like one of like the greats in like all of anime if, you know, what and, happened didn't happen. In my opinion, if he wouldn't have died, he would have arguably been the strongest Ashira. Hot take. Hot take, hot take. Uh yeah, I will say because don't happened? explain why, just continue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, I will just say that manga does not like use friend Goku other than I don't want to say a plot point, but as a plot point for Tanjiro to keep pushing forward, other than uh his family dying and he needs to like get rid of Muzan. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure that like you know the popularity of Rengoku after Mugen Train definitely probably plays a role with him maybe being used a tiny bit more in the in the anime because like hundred percent again manga spoilers for not for manga spoilers but like the spoiler for the four chapters that released I don't obviously I don't know but if we don't see any reference for Rengoku from Mitsuri's arc. I'm going to be really surprised given the kind of relationship that they had. I don't know if it's if those four chapters are canon or not, or at least the the two concerning Rengoku. Uh, but if they are, if there's no mention of, of Rengoku whatsoever, I would be really surprised. Uh, that's a really weird... Uh, I can't even really, like, explain. Like, I could see how they just kind of threw that in since her breathing style derives from fire Mm -hmm. but i also like could see them just kind of like throwing that in there as like extra 
I mean, by the end, you see that she like seems to hover more around Igoro, mm. the snake Hashira, because you know, at the end of those chapters, that's who she was with. Yeah. I hope they add in like something anime wise that kind of does like tie that in. To be honest, I hope I, I, they could. Honestly, I'd love to see that as a movie, kind of like a like mm. a volume zero type thing. Take those four chapters, turn them into a movie, and like just kind of like obviously extend the things that happen. Honestly, um, between you and me, and I know that we're deriving, but whatever, we're talking about it. Like with the Giyu and Shinobu, it was a really good read. Don't get me wrong, but. It just kind of it didn't have the same effect as the Rengoku and Mitsuri. Completely outshined. I oh, told yeah. you that. I'm pretty sure I told you. I was like, I did not care about like after reading Rengoku's. I did not care about you. Like like how I <laughs> like how I texted the three of you. Like that the reading that really made me excited for Mitsuri as a character because like I didn't really care. I'd like I not that I didn't care, but she didn't seem the most interesting out of all of the Hashira, obviously. But not at first. But just given the little glimpses that it gives you of her as a person and the way that she fights, it made me really excited to actually see what she's about, which, like, I didn't really think that that was going to be, like, such a thing for me. Because, like, you know, obviously, since they're Hashira, you want to see what they're like because, you know, they're the most powerful demon slayers. But she was probably the one I was least interested in. And now she's the one that I'm most interested in, all thanks to these two fucking chapters. I didn't really think that, fi- what, 50 pages would have changed my opinion on her that much, but it did. And I just really I mean, am excited to see her arc. <laughs> you, dude, I'm gonna be honest, they do a great job of really giving a good backstory to all the Hashira. I don't remember much, I think, because there isn't really much of one, but the Mist Hashira, I think, is the only one that's kind of drawn short. Um, um, I don't remember his. I do remember, like, he does have a significant backstory. So, like, it's not, maybe not as significant as maybe, like, someone like Sonam. Definitely. Well, even, even the Stone Hashira has, like, a pretty interesting, good backstory. Like, yeah. In my opinion, just the missed one just doesn't have the like it, it. There's significance in it, but it's probably the one you're least like interested in. Everyone else has like a backstory, and you're like, "Yo, like that's insane! Like that's actually crazy." Well, I feel like I feel like that may also be part of like you know the pretense for his character is that he's like a prodigy or whatever the fuck. So like you know somebody who's just extremely talented for no reason, like you like in most aspects, you don't really care for that kind of character. Well, that's why I said there's not much of a backstory is he's so young that it's like it's hard to have a backstory for someone who's not lived that long. But like there is like a story to his character and you'll see that in the next arc. Uh, The next arc, I think, is, yeah, it's the two. It's literally those two. So it's missed in the love. So you'll get you'll get your Mitsuri. Um, She has a I mean, now knowing that part of the backstory is nice. Her backstory in the arc is it's height it's you know it's okay it's not the it's not my personal favorite i there's certain ones that i i mean me and adrian's favorite hashira i think are the two in my opinion that like really shine Mm -hmm. like their backstories are like kind of like not intense but it caught my interest the most in the in the ones where i was like damn like that's insane um and the stone pillar does have an interesting backstory especially i don't know if you know this i'll talk to you later about this brennan but he does have a 
very interesting connection to a certain character. So We'll have to talk about that later. Yeah, because um, no manga spoilers here, boys. Yeah, this... Get ready, Diego. You're going to be on a mo uh, Like, literally, I, even next arc is like a whole emotional wreck, bro. <laughs> to be honest. Bits. But ne- I think next arc is... I don't know, Adrian. Next arc, like, there's certain things that could have made it a lot better. But, like, next arc is really, 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 really good. I don't want to say it's the best one, but it's, like, it's up there. It's a really good arc at least like for tanjiro but oh, these but three episodes arc- diego get ready have fun with those <laughs> you you gonna come on here crying bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh, enough about demon slayer even though you know we could probably all talk about it non-stop uh should probably move on so the last three topics that we have are the marvel news that you know i omitted from the anime section because you know, I, 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 we, we like to break it up, you know what I mean? But the very first bit of news for Marvel is that I don't... Is this like... I'm just going to say it. Hold on. So Tom Cruise's Iron Man is going to be the most powerful Tony Stark that we have seen up until this point. Now, is that a rumor? Or is that like a statement that somebody made? I feel like that should be a rumor because it's not even confirmed that Tom Cruise is like... Like, I know that there's, well, there's, the reason why I'm asking, and, like, I'm not going to immediately, like, wave it off as, like, a rumor or whatever, is because, like, you know, ever since there's been talk about Doctor Strange sequel, like, it being in development, I mean, there's also been, you know, an alternate reality Avengers and Tom Cruise being Iron Man. So, like, if that's a confirmed thing, that's dope. I can I I have mixed feelings about it if it is confirmed because I feel like you know yeah Robert Downey Jr's Iron Man kind of like served his purpose and whatever with the story as a whole but I also feel like it's kind of robbing him of a spotlight that he could have as like a really strong character cuz like I, I I don't know if I'm the only one who knows this but like in terms of power level for Iron Man, I feel like when Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man died, he was like just getting to the peak of the power of Iron Man. Or not the peak, but like, you know, getting to that point where he's hitting the peak because, you know, he got the nanotech. And if you read the comics, everything that he develops after nanotech is fucking insane. So... If it if it is true, that's gonna be sick because we get to see some crazy stuff. Hopefully, from like a, a potential Tom Cruise Iron Man. I don't know how much. If again, if this is true, I don't know how much will be he will be shown. But I'm just hoping that we will. With, with this statement alone, I'm hoping that we will be able to get maybe like a, a the bleeding edge armor or something. Were you were you looking into it by any chance or no? I didn't look into it, but to me, I. My thing with this is, like, I don't see Iron Man as having, like, power classes. Like, oh, this Iron Man's stronger than this Iron Like, of course, yeah, the suits have different Well, it's, it's the and, suit. And it's not really stronger. the, you know. Well, no, like, yeah. yeah. and But, like, I would also argue, like, Tom Cruise could, yeah, have the better suits, but that doesn't mean that our Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man wouldn't still win. You know what I mean? Like, because eh. it's also down to how do you use the suit, like, are, like you know, what are you as a character trying to do? Because 
in my opinion, Iron Man was never really like quote unquote strong. No. Um but so I just like I'm like cool, you have a stronger suit that's not really like saying much. Did you did you take on Thanos and did you snap your fingers and you know sacrifice your life and essentially your child and family having that husband slash father figure like to me that's what made iron man strong is like him being able to make these like hard decisions and and do these things that like most people would struggle or wouldn't be able to do that was like the good part of iron man and about like robert downey jr's because he always came off as like a d-bag and like just like you know the typical rich white dude type of like vibe but when it came down to stuff like that he was always making the right decision and always doing you know like spider-man you know doing what's best for the greater good and so to me like just saying like oh tom cruise's iron man is stronger it's just like is there really a need for that like oh yeah i agree it it just seems so unnecessary and so like cool dude you have a, a a stronger suit but like what is your character like? Are you, you know, because I mean, if he just continuously plays off the D bag type of character and we just see him like basically enact and like not make the sacrifices that, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s would, then to, in my opinion, it's like, nah, Roberts is stronger because you would have folded against Thanos. You wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Cause like, even if, you know, he had like all of the same like, experiences as robert downey jr's iron man like so (laughs) like we're not connected to you but like and that's part of part of why i'm like eh about this because like yeah sure you know having another iron man for a movie would be cool but at the same time it's like it's like yes seeing these these suits that i was talking about that are like crazy powerful that's cool, but it's not Robert Downey's Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. So, like, do we really care? Probably not. Yeah, not really. Because, like, I know that I know I that like seeing you know a bleeding edge armor or um I forget what the other ones are called, but there's like one that I think he could like destroy an entire planet with one blast. Like, like seeing those armors would be cool, but I don't care. <laughs> like. I almost guarantee we ain't seeing anything like no, that. No, I'm. I, I if think anything, I think they might just do the bleeding edge because that's like it's it's the it's the so I could be wrong. I don't. I'm not sure. But after he develops the uh, the nano the nanotech, he ends up developing a suit that lives inside of his bone marrow, and I'm pretty sure that's the bleeding edge armor. So I feel like that's like a natural progression for you know what we know of Tony Stark. And, like, it would be really cool to see that suit, as I've said, but beyond that, like, beyond the, the fan service in the moment, kind of like how people are saying with the, the uh, with No Way Home, how, like, maybe in a few years when the nostalgia and everything wears off, it's going to be an eh movie. I disagree. Just throwing that out there. But with with this, at least, I feel like aside from in the moment where we see it for the first time, second time, third time, moving on to like the fourth or fifth, it's not going to have the same effect. It's just going to be like, yeah, that's really cool, but let's just move on with the rest of the movie. You know what I mean? I mean, that's probably all it's meant to do is just like... Be a fan service kind of like thing. Shows, yeah, like let's just show something cool and interesting oh, yeah. and then just move on. Like I'm sure that's the I mean, whole point just... of it, but I just... like. 
I. It's it's multiverse of madness, dog. They're just gonna show a bunch of crazy stuff that could have like happened and like, could have, would have, should have. Yeah, you know, not even that. Just this could have been what we had instead of what we have, or like, look, this is a different timeline of this or something. Like, just like little Easter egg type things. But I feel like I don't think it's. I feel like at the same time, this is like getting dangerously close to the to the line of like we're just doing this shit because we can not because it fits the narrative or whatever because like if you don't have that emotional connection with the character then what the fuck is the point i mean i don't like again it's not made to have an emotional connection it's like our iron man out of the universe is gone we're gonna show you a different iron man or what could have been and then they'll probably develop they'll probably develop a different iron man. iron man i don't i don't know man like, i just that's like the only thing i'd take from it it's like it's a fully realized iron man if it's like the strongest iron man it will or that's been shown in cinematic yeah but like cause... if if that's what they wanted to do then why use tom cruise you know what i mean because now from a realistic standpoint like in real life, I understand why because Tom Cruise is probably infinitely cheaper than Robert Downey Jr. at this point. But I I don't know. I just can't get past the point that like I don't like I yes I would love to see it, but I don't feel like I feel like if they continue to use stuff like this because it's not an Easter egg at this point. It's just like like I said, just doing it to do it and. If you're just doing it to do it, then that kind of defeats the purpose of what they've been doing for, you know, the last, what, 20, 20 plus years? That's just how I feel. Obviously, you know, you could feel differently, but I just... I mean, I just think, like, so, to me, I like that they're using a different actor for this different character. Because it's like, we've seen Robert Downey Jr. He's been Iron Man for X amount of years, over 10 years, right? It's nice to see someone different. And like, I just, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man was written and his story ended. And I think his story ended in the best way it could have ended. Like, I, I you know, if he would have continued living, like, it just, it, it put a pin and just really stapled in, like, bro, that's our Iron Man. That's great. You know, bringing him back is like, oh, it's a different time variant. Like, I'm almost like, it would be like, like we were talking about how like you're like it'd be cool to see you know uh Hugh Jackman come back as Wolverine but like let's move on it's kind of like that like I don't want to see him come back and it's oh it's a different variant though like okay it's a different variant let's make him look different let's make him you know like let's just like Loki Loki had all those variants they didn't look exactly like him it was multiple different people who were the same character there, like you know, there was the Sylvie, which was a girl version. We had one that looked like the classic one. We had the crocodile one. We had the little kid one. Um, there were a few that looked exactly like him, but I liked the ones that weren't exactly him because they were different. Yeah. Like I, I think if anything, I'm more excited to see. Okay, how is he different from Robert Downey Jr.'s? Like, while I said I don't want to see him be a d bag the whole time, is that who he is? Maybe he fought Thanos. And he made the th- the stuff to where after he snapped, he didn't die. Maybe his, like, since his tech was stronger, or he was quote-unquote stronger, the snap didn't kill him. 
So he continued living. Ooh. So now what is he doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just That's true that that actually that wanna, is that could be a possibility too because like i don't i'm just making an assumption on like the most powerful we could try yeah like you're right you know actually you're right because you're right bro you never know what they're gonna throw out but i'm you know if it is one of those like small little things where they like it's arguably not even important in the movie like cool in the moment but then again if it's that small of a part in the movie watch re-watching it i'm not gonna care yeah. that it's in the movie but i'm not gonna care that it's like i'm not gonna care either way that it's in the movie i'm not gonna be like oh they might as well take this out or oh man like i love that they took this like if it's that small then i'm like yeah that's cool the first time the second time aha, still like it's still a cool moment third time hmm, yeah it's just part of the movie and then it's just like that yeah. for the rest of the time i'm just like eh, it's just part of the movie like they wanted to throw it in at the time it was really cool now looking back it's like it's not important but I guess it's still kind of cool that they did it. You're right, bro. You're right. Yeah. It all just depends how they write his character in the movie and what role he plays. Yeah. Ignore my my uh, negative Nancy rant then. Because <laughs> that, that, that didn't even cross my mind, to be honest. But speaking of... Uh, I don't even... Speak, actually, here's a fire fucking transition. Speaking of negative Nancys... <laughs> Wakanda Forever might end up setting up a Namor spinoff in a similar way to how Civil War introduced Black Panther. That part is from the article or whatever the hell. But Namor. Namor's a negative ass bitch. That was the connection thread. You're welcome. Bruh, he's a menace. <laughs> Homie be mad as He's he, He's great though. <laughs> so, you know, rolling back to... I don't even remember. One of the podcast episodes... I'm not surprised if this is true because like I said in the that episode that I was referencing we it was kind of it's kind of been like a thing for as long as Black Panther has been a movie that the second one would either introduce or be focused on Namor for the most part so I'm not really surprised and if I'm assuming this is a rumor as well. If this rumor is also true that it's going to work the same way that Civil War did with Black Panther, then yeah, I mean, whoop de doo. <laughs> That's just how I see it because I'm like, this isn't news to me because I figured, because you know, what is it, Black Panther and the Two Kings or whatever the hell that that title was like theorized to be, just the Two Kings, bro. Um, Black Panther and Namor, <laughs> huh? I said I think that was one of the titles I remember. Yeah. I don't know so like I'm really interested to see what they do, you know, obviously now that Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us, RIP. But the fact that they're still kind of sticking with the Namor plot is really interesting to me and given that we still really have no idea if what is it? Is her name Letitia Wright? She's she's confirmed back in. She is? They already yeah. I think so, because I think I read a thing that it said she was back in and uh, uh, filming restarted. Good. I mean, maybe um, good. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, it's good for this, like the universe and not having to try to figure out like how to now retcon kind of like two characters out well, of it. Not even without, retcon, but like, you know, if if you're if you're now making um, Shuri the you know, main character of the Black Panther franchise or the protagonist of the Black Panther franchise, 
and then recasting that main character, even though she's been in what three movies now, it's kind of weird. So like, it's a good thing, but at the same time, you know, since she's so wishy washy, maybe that's delaying the inevitable. You know what I mean? Mm. Who knows? I don't know. I I also I personally I also think Winston Duke would have been a really good Black Panther. I know that it's not like a, a a a I don't think. It's a Marvel canon thing, but I still think that, you know, he's a really good actor and a really good character, and he would have done it justice, but that's just me. Listen, bro, I'm going to take it back to the original topic. I'm kind of, like, I hope Neymar do, or Neymar does come in. Neymar, yeah, what is this, Brazil? Yeah, bro. Um, For sure. But uh, I hope he does come PSG? in just because, like, <laughs> we've, we've gone through a bunch of... Um, We've gone through like a bunch of not only the world but the universe, and we haven't even finished off like exploring all of the worlds, like Earth, you know, things. Like we haven't explored the water side of the world, so I think it'd be really interesting to finally have like all of that opened up to where now, you know, we've explored all of Earth. Now let's do these celestials and outer space bullshit. Yeah, like different realities. Um, space yeah different realities space you know different species and stuff like that like bro we haven't even explored all of earth you know it's just like real life bro we don't know what the hell's in the ocean yet we're out here trying to get to the next planet bro (laughs) (laughs) but um like I, i just like i don't know and i like aquaman and like as much as i like that movie and i want to see dc do good even though they're pissing me off I think Marvel would absolutely kill it making an underwater city and, and, you know, doing a aquamarine type character. Not only that, I'm here for it. Not only that, but like, it wouldn't even be like a rehash of the Aquaman movie because Namor and Aquaman are two completely different takes on the same character. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't saying like it's a rehab. No, no, no. I was just saying like it's not going to be a rehab. Special effects and stuff like that is going to be like way better. Like, because I don't think Aquaman's were bad when they're in the water. There was definitely scenes where I looked at it and I was like, dude, what the hell? Like, (laughs) this just does not look right. There were certain times where it just didn't look. There was one scene where he was walking by the pier and like you just visibly knew all of this green screen and cgi at least to me it was really off but like when they were underwater and doing all that stuff it looked fantastic and i just like with marvel's budget and how they do things bro i know it's gonna look insane and they'll create such a cool and what i hope to be a very beautiful looking world under water so i just i'd love to see it i i think it'd be really cool i'm absolutely terrified of being out in the middle of the ocean but i'm here for it when it's in movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and i think i think I like and i think introducing him in a movie would be you know the play kind of like how they did with justice league you know even though the movie shit um you still get like a little bit of a of a look into you know what's going on with aquaman's side of the world and then obviously we're thrust into aquaman the movie which I'm assuming they're going for the same kind of thing, kind of dipping their toes into, you know, the CGI aspect of being underwater, seeing what people think, and then full th- full fucking send with a Namor movie. I mean, can they really do a Namor movie? Like, I, I, I don't know anything about him. I just know that him and Aquaman are, like, essentially the same character, but they're different, because Namor is more of, like, 
Like he really does not care about the yeah, upper he, world. Like if you even come down really and, and the it. if you come down and look at Atlantis sideways, bro, he coming after you. Yeah. Like, um, uh, I know. Like, I know he's definitely a lot more brutal and not villainous, but like I guess you would say anti-hero ish. All I really know about Namor, because like out of Namor and Aquaman, I prefer Aquaman, but I also know that Namor is a really good character. But the only stuff that I've read uh, with Namor in it is just when the Avengers and the X-Men were fighting, Namor took the X-Men side. So, like, that's all I know. <laughs> like, I just remember his, one of his villains, Sinister Tuma. I know more about his villain than him. <laughs> yeah, no, see, I don't even know what his villains are. So, like, I, I got nothing for you, bro. Like, I know that, it's a I know that Namor <laughs> fucking hates everybody. And he fought yeah, with the X Men. That's it. <laughs> Ooh, Neymar versus X Men movie would kind of no with as in like alongside, not against. Oh, yeah, he that'd still be cool. cool. Yeah, but like you can't do I'm, an X Men versus for... Avengers at this point because all of the main characters yeah, of that cast are kind of dead or old. <laughs> I mean, they can Pretty do much. the new Avengers. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against it. I just think that. It would you'd be. Have to establish the new Avengers. First. Yeah, you would have to a establish the new Avengers, b establish the X Men, c establish a, a reason for the conflict in a way that or it's... that movie, or that movie can introduce the X Men. Ah, ah, disagree. Yeah, I don't see it. Disagree. Because, <laughs> bro, it's like Civil War, bro. Yeah, but what did the yeah, what, what did Civil War do? introduce aside from two characters? Exactly, two characters. <laughs> two characters yeah, versus a fucking whole group <laughs> a whole species yeah but i mean everyone dude we've seen enough of x-men bro it's just like spider-man we didn't need another origin story of you know that given it wasn't the best x-men movies but like we know who cyclops is we know who Wolverine yeah but there's is. also a Storm. ton of rumors that they're not going to go with the thing. like uh what's it called the 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 big ones Okay, so even better, you introduce these like people who you don't really know. You get interest in them, and then you start making their solo movies, or you start, you know, building off of that. In my opinion, I think that works. Just like Black Panther, not a lot of people knew Black Panther. We saw him in Civil War, and then he got his own movie. Except this is just with the entire team, and there's certain people that are going to be prioritized out of the team before all the rest of them. But, like, you could easily build, like, two to three characters in one movie if you have the right characters and they all have enough ties together. Um, you got it, I Chief. Say, you got it, Chief. That's all I got. I, I don't know about in Neymar. Just, like, maybe another movie, yeah. but like, not Neymar. No, I'm saying the, the war movie. Like, See, I feel like that's you know. even harder because... Like you're gonna I mean, I don't, keep in mind, I don't know the storyline worked in but like, Endgame, and that's just because based off of hype. I feel like if we knew nothing about the Avengers and Endgame was a thing, everybody'd be like, "What the fuck is happening?" I mean, I'd still watch it and be like, "Yo, this is or sick. actually a more realistic <laughs> would be like Civil War. Like if if the comic style Civil War happened, I feel like that would be just way too much. And that's basically yeah. what would happen because it's it's not some of the X Men; it's all mutants versus the Avengers. But, see, that, but that's what I'm saying. Like you know, they're not going to do it exactly how the thing is. You do the new what will be the X Men team, and you introduce them to get like 
because yeah, they, but you would also you have to the Avenger, no 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 listen okay, listen okay. listen listen you everyone like okay so you establish like who's gonna be the new like avengers right like you know you, we all know that falcon is now captain america so you know he's part of it um you know hulk is like that like honorary like he just shows up when he wants <laughs> <laughs> um mm-hmm. you know thor will could always come back um and then you establish, you know, the X amount of new people, you know, you, what, we need like maybe three more. So then after that, you know, if Namor's in the new Black Panther movie, right? Oh, that's another one. Look, Black Panther's in there. Wow. Now we only need two more characters. Cool. So then the way you do it is to do like a more, I guess, surrounding and around Namor is like the Avengers are like, for some reason, you know, trying to track down like mutants or whatever they've been like you know fighting mutants for whatever reason you know i don't know and now keep in mind this i'm not following comics i'm not like we ain't talking about that but the certain mutants from what will be like they won't even be the x-men we'll just say it's a group of mutants who are together who are like on the run or like trying to hide right somehow like run into namor they explain what's going on with the brotherhood and Neymar That'd be sick. and Neymar and Neymar just kind of looks Neymar. at them and he's like, Neymar, <laughs> shut up. <All> right. <laughs> Neymar, Neymar looks at them and he's like, I mean, that is kind of messed up and they've low key been like messing with the ocean. Right. Cause Neymar cares about the ocean. So they start messing with the ocean and stuff and it's getting a little close to Atlant- uh, Atlantis. They ask him for help. Now he teams up with said mutants fights the Avengers and then, like I said, that kind of springboards mutants into, I mean, they would already be like in the universe, but it would be like, you know, as the Avengers teams are getting built, you hear like people talking about like, oh yeah, we've been tracking down these, what are called mutants. And uh, you could say like shields neutralizing them, right? You can even say like the scroll have been mute, uh, doing it because the scroll feel like their powers are like too close to the scrolls being able to like shape shift and shit. Um, or whatever, you know, but basically like you hint that they've been essentially having, you know, Avenger people kind of hunt down and neutralize them or whatever. Um, and it's just like little hints, right? Like, it's not like a full like storyline thing yet. It's just like each Avenger movie kind of has like a little hint or like they mention it. And then that would kind of catapult you into like these mutants were important, so obviously they're going to focus on the ones that go at, uh, get Namor's help. And then you kind of do like an origin, like you kind of do an origin story of how that group came together. Not even single origin, but you do an origin movie of how that group came to be. And then boom, you just start X-Men. Boom. I'm here for it. You got it, bro. I'm here for it, bro. I'm not even going to say anything, but you got it, bro. I'm here for it, bro. It doesn't even have to follow. Screw the comic. Bruh. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be the same anyways. Like, you know, you're like, I don't think we'll ever get a Avenger versus X-Men movie anyways that would follow like that comic line. So might as well do something not 100% similar, but based around the idea of like mutants versus the Avengers. Scarlet Witch can join them too. Screw it. Ooh, House of M. Wipes them all out. They can't. Death to all the dude, mutants. If they do House of M anytime soon... <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Brought him in just to get rid of yeah, him. <laughs> literally. Unless they're shit. If they're shit, then like do it. But <laughs> but if they're if they're good and then like what, like five movies in, they're like, Yeah, we're gonna house of M this bitch. I'm gonna cry. Oh my I'm god. I'm gonna fucking cry. Speaking 
Bro, I forgot. Speaking of Scarlet Witch, I don't know why I didn't send this uh, post. Apparently, this is gonna be there's gonna be emotional parts to this movie because uh, Quicksilver is supposed to come back. I think for Multiverse of Madness. I think so. I believe they so. Really, just cannot get enough. <laughs> they want more Quicksilver. I mean, personally, I wish they would have kept Quicksilver. Just saying. I agree. They should, but. I guess for Wanda's character. Well, I think the reason why they did that is because they didn't want any confusion between, you know, their Quicksilver and Fox's Quicksilver. Little did they know, you know, the the very next (laughs) X-Men movie after Age of Ultron was one of the worst. But, you know, it's fine. It is what it is. That really really went from like a Namor conversation into an X-Men conversation. But that's fine. You know, I'm always down to talk about X-Men. I just want to see underwater Atlantis, bro, in a Marvel movie. It'd be it'd be sick, bro. It'd be sick. All right, you beautiful. And now the final bit of bit of news is that there's some concept art that's been going around. I think it's official, right? Of Mysterio fighting Doctor Strange in Spider-Man No Way Home, which basically confirms that Mysterio was supposed to return as the sixth member of the Sinister Six. But he got cut for whatever reason, which I think probably the right play because I think him returning immediately after he quote unquote dies would be weird. But also like I feel like he would be shafted by the Green Goblin. You know, when we get introduced to Mysterio in Far From Home when he's fighting that water monster, you know how he like was using like the the quote unquote magic. I feel like that him fighting Doctor Strange like that would have been such a good fight. It would have, but it would have been like we would have had to open up and kind of dive into that character more, yeah. since it, he was using holograms. Like we would, they would have had to kind of explain like what Mysterio is realistically supposed to be. Yeah, yeah so like so, a version of him from a different universe. That would, and I think that would have just been a little too much for the movie. Well, not only that, that but like had kind of a lot going but on. But like you kind of have to also at the same time walk back the 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 very last movie because. Like, in the comics, we all know that, you know, Spider-Man fights Mysterio several times, and, you know, every time that they fight, Mysterio figures out a new way to fuck with uh, Peter's Spider-Sense. But, like, doing it pretty much almost immediately would be pretty weird. I I feel like I'm I'm not alone in that. It would basically be, what's it called? Immediately negating everything that far from home pretty much built up which was him developing his spider sense and kind of like batman v superman <laughs> <laughs> leave it to dc <laughs> i'm dead um god that really just caught me off guard and made me forget everything i was gonna say i mean am i wrong no she came down in a freaking bubble dude <laughs> 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 grow up alright the wicked witch of the west <laughs> I, I'm i gonna be honest I completely forgot what my what my purpose of talking was so we're just gonna Welcome. we're just gonna move on to what is Weebly Whedon <laughs> I still hate the name bro it's incredible I don't know what you're every about. week I'm still gonna cringe at the fucking name and it's all your fault Brennan you're welcome alright well you go first, because I want to know how your experience reading Chainsaw Man has gone so far. 
Oh, you want? Okay, 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 okay. No spoilers. So or light spoilers. So well, I'm. I mean, I can only talk about the first twenty chapters, bro. If they That's haven't read, still it, not like my problem. most of the first season, my guy. We talking about it. Um. So first of all, before I even get into that, bro, for my people reading Tokyo's Avengers right now. Oh my god, bro! Mitsuya's a goat. That's all I'm gonna say. I ain't saying nothing except for Mitsuya's a goat. Period. Point blank. Period. Ah, uh, bro. Hey, Diego, I wish you were caught up. Anyways, I did start reading Chainsaw Man literally today. Um, I'll probably be on chapter by the time I finish today. I'll probably be on chapter like almost done. Bruh. Um, <laughs> chapter almost chapter done. Almost done. <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably be in like the seventies or eighties. Who knows? Let's see how tonight Dog, goes. I thought you said but, you um, read the first twenty chapters. He did. So did. what you mean, chapter almost done? <laughs> I said by the time I'm by done time reading done. today. As in, like, by the end of the night, like, when I go to sleep. So you telling me that you're going to read another 50 chapters within the next three hours? It's not like he hasn't done it before. Yeah, I was, I was literally about to say, and what about my past reading experiences have made you think that I can't do hey, that? Hey, look, bro, you got it. You got it. And plus, anyways, change uh, on man's pacing, he'll be able to do it. I mean, like, I know that it's uh, less than 100 chapters, but goddamn, bro. <laughs> Bro, I read a, a hundred chapters of Bleach in a day. You right. I read Tokyo's Revengers in like a night. <laughs> God. So I don't want to hear it. All right, all right, whatever. Continue. Um. Anyways, I was talking to Adrian about this in the car a little bit. Um. It's very interesting. Right now, at least at first, like it's not. My only gripe is like the like quote unquote horniness of it, but it's not like in the sense of like there's too much like fan service. It's more of like his drive to do things however i will say like i was explaining to adrian it doesn't bother me that much because it like with his like i've already seen signs of like kind of character development for denji and i also am keeping in mind that he is essentially an eight-year-old boy in a 16-year-old's body which one you're already like in the mindset of a child like you don't really know a hundred percent right from wrong you're kind of just like going through the movements and stuff like that and then on top of that you're going through the hormones of like puberty and stuff for a 16 year old boy so like it's just not a good mixture but <laughs> like i told adrian i've already seen a lot of like character development and stuff like mm. that and then this is what i was talking about earlier when i mentioned uh the type of characters i hate aki is but isn't one of those characters right now like because you know he's kind of like in the first couple chapters like rough with denji and not really like hearing him out or anything or like kind of un trying to understand denji's full story mm -hmm. but he's not a complete like d-bag like he oddly does want to protect denji and doesn't like he doesn't look down on denji in like that type of way of where it's like you're beneath me it's more of like I mean, he does it first he's almost trying yeah. to be pro well but like it's still also coming from a from a level of like i want to protect you because he's taught from uh what's her face um himina himina yeah that like if you don't have a good resolve then you're gonna die yeah and he knew that De like i mean again he doesn't understand like who denji is and why like what denji wants to do is like so important I mean, all to he him. really wants to do is just have sex with makima let's be honest no yeah but like <laughs> but also but like again he's an eight-year-old boy essentially trapped in a 16 year old body so of course like 
that drive and considering like you know he doesn't really have anything else like that dream is like you know everyone else's dream to them you know like so like with understanding that about his character and stuff like that but it's it's just frustrating sometimes like because i like i was telling adrian you almost see him be taken aback by some of the things that denji says that he realizes like wow like he definitely is special yeah one of the key points spoiler alert i guess it's not really that big of a spoiler or a big deal but um the moment where he says a word and denji's like what does that mean and he's like what you didn't learn this in school and denji is like no i didn't go to school and then his face is kind of like shocked because he's taken aback like like what the hell i'm gonna have to read Dude, this you're like because i don't remember what you're talking you're, about well he does that and he essentially it's like i don't know if i was like you know reading the expression wrong but it was more of just like it seemed like he was realizing like oh like you're basically a kid like you know and that's kind of one of those points where it kind of turns and stuff like that um that's why i said he's one of those characters but not one of those characters i feel like he's like a, a, a good twist on that kind of character that you're talking about yeah like he's you know he has those qualities but he's not a complete like just annoying d bag yeah. But other than that, um, I'm really liking Power and Denji's like dynamic. I think it's re- it goes really good together. Because she says she's smart, but she's essentially like a, a grown child too. She's more of a dumbass absolutely than chaotic. Denji, and I love it. Yeah, and it's just absolute chaos every time they're like doing anything. And I love how like anytime they say like, "Why'd you do that?" She's like, "He told me to." <laughs> um, yeah, he's a, a liar, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Uh, as I sent to you guys, I love how man's turned from down bad into like basically pulling every single female. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know if you want me to go into the character development. I've already like kind of like seen that they've almost hinted at because you said no spoilers. But, um, you know, I was explaining to Adrian. Uh, Adrian was obviously keeping his mouth shut because he doesn't want to like really spoil anything with yeah. me. But yeah like i'm enjoying it you know we'll see uh what i get to like i said i'm excited to see more of like how he grows oh i have a question for you actually which forewarning will be an episode one spoiler by the way how did you feel about puchita getting whacked immediately Mm, because like for me now my my what's it called like preconceived notion i guess is the word i don't that's not the word but like all of the imagery that i've seen of of chainsaw man is like denji and puchita a lot so like puchita essentially dying in quotations in the first chapter really threw me through a loop and like made me question what my expectations of of the manga was and like, I just want to know if that was like spoiled, a what? You spoiled the first chapter. I'm spoiling everything. No, no, no. First chapter, yes. it's fine, bro. It's fine. That's not fine <laughs> because you just ruined it for all the people who are having your similar experience. Suck. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, I didn't have that same thing as you. Like, I knew, like, I've seen plushies of the dog, so it seemed like, or not dog, whatever the devil, I dog. guess you would call it's it. A dog. Um. <laughs> But I've seen plushies and stuff, but I didn't know if it was going to be, like, a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it made his form make sense, like, um, what he turns into. Because yeah. I was, like, 
when I was first reading, I was like, so he got a dog. How the hell does he get this chainsaw shit like the dog has? Like, you know, um, and I don't, I, they did it, in my opinion, they did it very well to where I read it and I was just like, oh, like that's, you know, he sacrificed essentially, like he essentially wanted to sacrifice himself for the dog yeah. or for Pochita. And, you know, in return, it did the same thing back to him. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really cool seeing that, like, it did that and still allowed him to keep his human form and still essentially allowed him to live without really taking over his body. Like, it was just cool to see that dynamic of, like, you know, the typical, like, oh, not all devils are bad and this one is good, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I liked it. Um, and I think it, it it's playing a crucial role in the story right now, as at least of what I can tell between the the true differences between like Denji and between the public safety people, yeah. uh, because, you know, they see, you can cut this part out too. I, I guess it's going to be a little spoiler as, but they see them as tools, the public safety yeah. Yeah. Um, people, they see them as tools and that's how they use them while, Denji is definitely like emotionally connected and completely utilizes um, them and sees Pochita as an actual person and is at an understanding that it's living inside of him. And he's got to not only live for himself, but for Pochita. And I just think that's cool. And I think, like I said, it's playing a really important role of like helping develop Denji into more than just someone that is like essentially wanting to have sex or touch boobs or whatever. Um, At the same time though, like to your point, yes, the, the public safety people see the their devils as, as tools, but at the same time, like the devils also see the public safety people as a means to an end. And I I don't know where specifically you are right now, but I know that between roughly chapter 20 ish to where I stopped, reading i definitely see a lot of what i mean by that statement because like i'm not gonna get into details or anything but there you definitely see at least from what i'm understanding as you go along that it's more of like they're using each other basically they have a mutual benefit yeah but like and it's not and it's not always a mutual benefit it's more it it kind of for at least some people it seems more of it being a benefit more for the devil than the the public safety person at least in terms of aki that's what i see but yeah because his like requires a lot from him but like like and see that's the difference in, in between denji and i'm curious to see is like is that why devils at the moment are trying to get him because i basically i can't say anyways where i'm at you know the devils really want specifically denji and i'm you know obviously i'm gonna keep reading and figure out why but like that was one of my thought processes is like maybe it's because of how him and pochita like fuse together Mm -hmm. but then i'm also like it referred to him as the chainsaw devil so i'm thinking maybe pochita derives from a devil that was powerful and you know it had one of those uh kind of like uh nell and bleach where like turned into a kid and essentially didn't know its true power um i don't know if it's something like that but there's definitely something up with it but i'm open to it being something similar to like that fusion is dangerous because 
you know, we're not supposed to have that type of connection with humans or whatever, or humans aren't supposed to have that same connection it offers with devils. Power. Too much power or like just <laughs> power. You know, Pochita <laughs> Got it. Pochita was definitely one of those like unique devils. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, it's it could be dangerous, you know. Um because that I think yeah, that is the only one that is like strictly like only in the benefit really of the human. Cause realistically, at the end of the day, Denji could have like tried to just escape and live on his life as if nothing happened, as long as his chest string doesn't get pulled. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, like and and you know, and that wouldn't benefit Wichita in any way, other than it being happy that he got to go live out his dreams and see him live out his dreams. So that was a very one-sided contract in Denji's way. Yeah. And, you know, the devils could be scared of the humans being able to find those type of devils or being able to have that type of connection with certain devils. Or maybe even because, figuring I mean, out a way to, like, even if the devil is unwilling, figure out how to do something like that. Yeah, and, like that would be very interesting mm. and like because i mean i've already noted denji's like he has his drawback to his power if he loses too much blood yeah. but when he's in that mode bro he's op and with the demon that i just saw him fight he can stay in that mode for as long as he wants realistically as long as he has enough enemies to kill yeah. so i mean denji is definitely like mad op Especially the devil that he just killed. What he was not supposed to be able to just go down there and just do what he did. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just waiting to figure it all out. All right. Well, but we'll see. You're you're at some point today. You're gonna pass where I stopped. So, I mean, I, have you still not finished it? No, I'm here. I'll tell you exactly what chapter I stopped on. Aren't you in the 30s or 40s? Yeah, I stopped at chapter 37. Oh, bro. In an hour of <laughs> after we finish this podcast, I'm gonna be past you. Yeah, because because <laughs> I wanted to stop because I like I said like I wanted to see because this was my experimentation anime basically is I wanted to see if I would still be interested in the rest of Chainsaw Man even if I watched it and given how excited I am for the anime I think you know that experimentation uh, you know I've I already know the answer which is that's a negative <laughs> but. Um, you know, you went negative as in like, wait. like I think I can finish the rest of Chainsaw Man and still be excited to watch all of the rest of the anime with no problem okay. whatsoever. Um, but you know, you you went on talking like for like twenty minutes, which is way past the time limit that I set for all three of us. I bet it's fine. We had some I good bet. conversation about Chainsaw Man. You know, it's good. Uh, Adrian, I'll let you go next. What did what did, what what have you been we- weeding this week? <laughs> weeding, weeding. Well, I'm gonna keep it short. What I've been weeding is I'm still on Berserk. I've been slacking on it, so like I'm only doing one chapter a day, and that's like if I had the time to do so. I'm still in the Golden Age arc, and I really, I'm not into like the most bizarre part of the arc. I'm about to maybe give me like 10 chapters and I might get to that. I don't know when exactly the the eclipse, I will say, happens. But other than that, that's the only thing I've been reading. Well, have you been watching anything? Um, no, I actually haven't. Um, other than I did catch up on Peacemaker. That's a 
really good series, I might I say. I still haven't started it. <laughs> it's good. I really like it, but god damn, it's fucking vulgar as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Amount of titties you see, yeah. I just wasn't wasn't expecting that. No cap. But other than that, Mandalorian or not Mandalorian. Um, I said that because of this. Recent yeah, I episode. see. I saw um, on Twitter that everybody's like, "Oh, this is a really good episode of the Mandalorian." I mean, the, the Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, fucking Boba Fett. Um, it's a really good episode. I like it. Other than that, that's it. All right. Well, that was like two minutes. That's crazy. Man, yeah, Peacekeeper. Right. He caught up on Peacekeeper yeah. too. That's what I said. Yeah. Oh, word. Bro, imagine not paying attention. Crazy. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right, so for me, um, what I've been reading, I'm not saying it for a third time. Um, oh, Diego's been weeded. They're so cute. <laughs> um, so I finished the quintessential quintuplets. I'm kind of salty at the ending, but also not at the same time. I'm only salty because, in my opinion, best girl is Miku. Second best girl is Nino. And he the, the main character ends up with the third best girl in my opinion which is uh yotsuba and i'm salty because i think that his dynamic with miku was better but it's fine because it was still an emotional and wholesome ass ending so whatever um i i still think it's like a 10 out of 10 it's definitely the best romance anything i've ever watched and or, or read i should say so yeah but uh, outside of that, I started reading Bleach again. I started reading Fire Force because I wanted to give Fire Force another chance because originally I only watched the first three episodes and I wasn't really feeling it, so I stopped. But um, I've also noticed a trend where some anime that I don't really get into, if I start reading it, I actually really do end up getting into it. And I am currently on chapter 20-something, and I'm really enjoying Fire Force a lot. I read another 15 chapters of Bleach today. For legal reasons, I'm not going to discuss what I read, but it's just as fire as every other bit of Bleach. But yeah, that's what I've been reading. And, oh, My Dress Up Darling, by the way, if you guys have not watched it, you guys at the audience, not you guys, at both of you. Adrian, you and I have already had this discussion. <laughs> Brennan, I don't think you're yes. gonna like it, but my dress up, darling, is fire for several reasons. One of which, <coughs> legally, I cannot Ew. talk about because legal reasons. But yeah, you sussy little boy. <laughs> Shh. All right. Well, yeah, that's all that I've been reading. Um, well, reading and watching. The the purpose, you you know what I mean. Um, Brennan, wrap this bitch up. Ooh, let me take that mic from you, big boy. <laughs> the metaphorical mic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We had some pretty good conversations about certain animes and mangas. Nice little uh, Marvel conversation as well, as well as your friendly weekly DC slander. <laughs> um, still, fuck you, DC EU gang gang. Okay. Anyways, boner for it is immense. As always, like Diego said in the beginning of the podcast, links to everything is at the bottom. Let's get Diego some subs. It's still fuck Adrian. He still hasn't done anything. 
Fuck um, you. I'll get to it this week. I'm gonna be honest. Fuck me too, because I have not been posting anything. I had my last post on my Instagram was literally December fourth. We looked at it today. Uh, dude, um, I don't understand how, because you've literally bought more pops since then, and you've got. I gave you two yeah, pops. Post that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still getting followers from I the don't two, know, dude. Post on the shit. Oh, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah. I hope you guys had a wonderful night, evening, day, morning. I hope your food's delicious if you're listening to us while eating. I hope your shower's fantastic if you're listening to us while shower. You please know what? Please. I'm sick of people on Twitter normalizing not taking a shower. Clean yourself. Oh, he is slamming. I'm shit. tired of it. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian. Said, no, it's bad gonna, for your skin. Adrian, Adrian, no, Adrian, you Adrian, just Adrian, must be. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm trying to do the outro. <laughs> you <I'm> okay, Adrian? <laughs> no. Anyways, I'm dead. I'm not including that. <laughs> But as always, we will see you guys next week. Oh, God. What the fuck was that outro? <laughs> Y'all ain't even say bye. How disrespectful. Adios. I love you all. Yeah. Goodbye. Adrian, how dare this. you? How dare you make me I happy? Had- I like you. <laughs> I had to get that PSA out. <laughs> Bro, I put that mic literally, like, basically inside my mouth. Pause. I'm sorry. I had to get my PSA, I'm bro. Dead.